from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn. A one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. Here we go. Tuesday. Tuesday edition of the Taz Show. Back in uh, the regular slot of 7 a.m. live Eastern. So, everybody who's listening live at TazShow.com, thank you. All you're watching there live, I appreciate that. Maybe you're checking out the audio on demand, otherwise known as a podcast, at Play It, or TuneIn, or Spotify, or the world-famous Top Guy Jones, known as iTunes. Plethora of areas to listen or watch the show. There's no excuse. I want to also say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who watched or listened live to the special, the Survivor Series special that I did this past Sunday on CBS Sports Radio. That was uh, a lot of fun. The door. Thank you. That was a lot of fun, and uh, I want to thank anybody, like I said, who, who jumped on that live or maybe listened to the podcast version of it yesterday, or you watched the VOD. It's very much appreciated, uh, for sure. Um, uh, thank you very much for that. Also, um, I want to thank uh, CBS Sports Radio for their hospitality and WFAN right here in New York City and all the terrestrial stations um, across the country. Even 670 to score in Chicago. Apparently what happened, they ended up cutting the show off, um, what, I think around 12 a.m. Central Time, I believe. And, um, yeah, so basically uh, there was a problem. They, there was a little miscommunication amongst the, um, you know, the network, CBS Sports Network, and the station. So that's why that happened. The problem is the shade back here should be up. That's the problem. Yeah, right here. See the shade? It should read human suplex. You got to jump in. Jump in the shot. Just jump in. Yep. So it looks better, you know. So um, so that that's the problem. Yep. So anyway, uh, so I, I want to thank you guys for jumping on that. I, I really mean that. I mean, and I want to thank everybody, like I said, at the network for their hospitality. It, that that much uh, was, was very much appreciated. And um, for sure. Like I said before, CBS Sports Radio, folks here at CBS, CBS Radio in general, CBS Digital, they support the industry, which is very cool. So, in this particular show, I will go over uh, Raw and talk about uh, some of the stuff that jumped out to me. So, you guys can call the show if you want to interact about Raw. That's a very simple process. Attention hotline fans. What you got to do is dial a little 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Also got to talk about the um, ECW special that is currently on the WWE Network that I highly suggest you guys uh, go check out. I'll talk about that in a second or two here too. Um, so that that's something that's uh, that's pretty interesting. And uh, I'll do a SmackDown preview later on in the show because you know I'll be here for the next couple hours. We'll probably do Facebook Live later on. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, and before I forget to mention it later, excuse me, there is no show tomorrow. No, I'm sorry, there is a show tomorrow. There's no show Thursday, which is Thanksgiving, and there was no show Friday. So uh, that's how that's going to go. Okay, so you can catch up to all the shows, obviously, at TazShow.com. 
I do so much programming out here. There's a just a ton of programming for you guys to catch up to. Some of you cats are on top of it every day, and I really appreciate that. You know, that means either you are just a huge fan of mine, or you absolutely have no life whatsoever. Will you stop? No, I'm just joking about that, obviously. So it's just me having fun at your expense. Because, you know, you guys as fans love doing that to famous people at times. Not that I'm famous. They love to have jokes. Oh, Taz, you're a schmuck. Well, that's not nice. I was just joking. Oh, okay. Yes. Got it. No problem. I didn't know you were just joking at my expense. And you call me a schmuck on Instagram <laughs> or Twitter. I thought you were just mean. No, I was just teasing. Utilize the LOL or the 5 million emojis on your iPhone. How about that? That's what you should do. So that's the deal on that. So uh, the ECW special. Okay. This is a pretty cool thing here. If you haven't watched it yet, go to WWE Network and check it out. It's the first time that yours truly is involved with WWE program to that extent. I mean, I did stuff on the Dudley's DVD. Uh, I was on there a little bit. They interviewed me for that. But for this, to be part of a panel of uh, a bunch of guys that I respect immensely and have a, such a long history with, like, uh, obviously, Paul Heyman and, um, and, the, and the Dudleys, along with Tommy Dreamer, and us sitting there and, and kind of, the idea of this thing was to, um, and this wasn't my idea or, or I can't speak for the Dudleys or Tommy or Paul or the WWE. I, I, obviously, it was WWE's idea to do something where it's like the untold stories or story. It, you know, it wasn't supposed to be like a thing where, oh, remember that time we were driving and, yeah, we stopped at a deli and, yeah, you fell on the ice. I mean, that's a stupid example, but I'm saying that that's not... It's supposed to be about kind of letting you guys know as fans some of the stuff about ECW that you probably didn't know, maybe. Like some of the roles that I had behind the scenes or that Bubba had or that, you know, Tommy had. You know, and how uh, dealing with Heyman on a regular basis, uh, the pluses and negatives to that. You know, uh, so that's kind of what the whole concept, I believe, was supposed to be. I wasn't in those meetings. They, they booked me to be, you know, on the panel. And they gave me a quick synopsis of what they wanted to do, and they wanted to know if I wanted to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to be a part of it. I appreciate you calling me. You know, and, and that's how that worked out. But, um, you know, it was a lot of fun to do. Now, obviously, there was editing done because they have to. I mean, there was a lot of things that, you know, I, I think, look, I was there for the whole thing, the whole shoot. The whole shoot took a while. I mean, there was a lot, a lot of content. But a lot of it it's stuff you're not going to want to hear it wasn't like any inside stuff it wasn't it was just like you know look you get like the four of us in a the room there's going to be a lot of you know what was the five you're five don't no, paul dudley's tommy me you're five how am i doing you get the five of us in a room i mean you know and then you're going to get a lot of jocularity goofing around um it's like high school with money as i've said and like kevin sullivan told me years ago that's the business and that's kind of how we were so a lot of that was just goofing off a lot of it was just you know we haven't been in a room together you know all of us in in years i mean at least with me i haven't been i mean uh, you know uh I, so no as a collective group we haven't been in a room a, a room together so now you put us in a room together and you put cameras on us and none of us are shy and um and you get a guy like Corey Graves who hosts the thing, who Corey, I thought, had the toughest job out of anyone trying to keep up with all of the stuff that we were doing and, and direct traffic. And I never met him before, and I got to know him a little bit there. And he's a solid guy for sure. Um, he's very talented, you know. So I, um, and I, you know, 
I, I was really um I was happy what the finished product was. It wouldn't shock me if they ended up putting something else out because they do have all the footage uh, from that of, from that day. The only thing that I thought would have been cool, but it's very hard to do. You can't. It's just too many people. Like there are some people that I think were a massive part of the success of the company, but that really wasn't what the show was supposed to be about. Like what made ECW successful, that wasn't the title. It was the guys that dealt with ECW and had jobs on, on a daily basis, not just the shows. But I, I, I know um, I mentioned, Tommy mentioned on there, I'm trying to think who else, people like Rob Van Dam, you know, that were a major part of what ECW was, or Shane Douglas, the franchise, or Sabu, obviously, or Raven, or the Sandman. You know, it, it's like they're, 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 these guys were, um, you know, and then other guys that once were really rolling, like a Just Incredible, like a Lance Storm, you know. Um, um, Francine, Dormarie, these people were all like, uh, I mean, I'm missing a bunch of guys. Uh, the, the, you know, Stevie Richards, you know, the BWO in general, Meanie, you know, you know, it's like there's so, we could go on and on. It truly was a team. It, it, but as I said on the special, and I've said out here, and the guys that are Tash Show fans know I've said this, it wasn't always like tons of fun in that locker room. I mean, it was competitive, and, and it was, you know, in a good way. I mean, so not everybody was best friends. And, oh, it's a party. Let's drink a bunch of beers after the show and, you know, hang out. And, you know, uh, not for me anyway. I mean, I, I, I was trying to get over. And, I, and once I got over, I wanted to stay over. But it was competitive. And um, it was a great time. And at the end of the day, uh, it was a group of men and women, uh, a bunch of us, with Paul Heyman at the helm, who made that thing happen. And, like, when Corey Graves asked me on air, and that this was in the show, because I, I fell asleep towards the end. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing last night. I'm looking forward to watching it full today uh, when I get home um, because I had to get up early for the show here. But Corey asked, like, kind of sum up. He said, I'll, Taz, I'll start with you at the end of the gimmick. You know, sum up, like, uh, you know, ECW in one or two words. And it's like, pfft. I, I almost can't do that, but I, I said something like lightning in a bottle, and that's what a few of us have said years ago. Like that, that once once ECW was gone, like that's what really it was. Like it can't it can't happen again, you know. Like it can't. There are um, other promotions that can try, and I'm, I'm not knocking those promotions. Um, it's you can't do exactly what we did because it was, and I've talked about this. On the show, people that listen to the Taz Show or watch the Taz Show or the Human Podcast Machine before I had the Taz Show, you, you can't, it was lightning in a bottle and we captured it and it was the time of, um, in the mid to late, once the late 90s, mid 90s and then late 90s, all that time, Philadelphia was the right spot. I mean, Heyman and I have talked about this you know, offline many times. Uh, all of that stuff was just, everything was perfectly aligned for that promotion to succeed. You know, I thought Paul, you know, in the beginning of the thing yesterday, gave a really good, uh, gave brought you in his mind, and, and it's just a simple thing like the name Eastern Championship Wrestling, and it evolves to extreme, you know, and why he did not like the word Eastern, because it pigeon-held him, you know, and the brand. And it, it's it's really, it's, it's awesome to hear Paul explain all that. I knew all this, so a lot of us did. He's talked to us about it, but to hear him open up to the audience about it is cool to get inside Paul's mind, you know, how, what it was about ECW. He was the guy, you know. So, um, 
you know, Corey, who I think, like I said, Corey Graves did a great job. And if we ever do something like this again, I think he should be a part of it, for sure, as far as a host. Because he was a fan, you know, and, and he knows the business. But, you know, uh, he had said, like one time uh, on the panel, he said, the, you know, he referenced us as the Mount Rushmore of ECW, which is very nice for him to say, very complimentary. Um, but I, I don't agree. I think the Mount Rushmore of ECW is a lot bigger than, than three, four, five guys, you know. I do, and I named some of those people. Um, so I just want to give credit to some of those people, like the franchise Shane Douglas, like Sabu, like Rob Van Dam, like Sandman, like Raven. You know, those 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 singles acts, those those individual stars that were definitely iconic icons in ECW. You know, uh, to me, that that needs to be mentioned. Hey, look, we're doing a special. I think it was one hour long. I mean that. I think some folks feel like it could have been longer, and I think WWE would say it could have been longer. But you know, who knows? Maybe they want to do a second one. Maybe they have. A, I think they have enough footage. But I do think that the producers and the directors at, e, at WWE pulled out a huge chunk of the better stuff. I was there. Trust me, I was there through the whole thing. A lot of it was stuff that was just goofing off and just acting like idiots. So, <laughs> which to some years would have been fun to watch, but. You know, they're trying to put good programming on TV, on, on the WWE Network. So I get it. You know, it was really just kind of jokester stuff. But uh, but fun. There was some stuff maybe that was, there was nothing. Look, the thing was there was supposed to be like a tell-all ECW and get the juice on what happened with this. That, that, that wasn't what it was about. It was the untold story. And it was supposed to be things you didn't know about what made that machine roll. And kind of how it started and all that stuff. And the guys that were behind the machine. You know, so I think that's a, uh, you know, I think they did a good job with it. And I'm, I was very flattered by WWE to, you know, invite me on that, thing, on that thing. And I do think they did a good job. So if you haven't watched it, make sure you go to the WWE Network and check it out. What the hell? I promote them enough as it is anyway. Might as well promote it when I'm on it, which is rare. And I want to also thank... A lot of you guys that were on social media, you know, when I got up early this morning, I saw, you know, all the uh, complimentary things you guys were saying about the ECW thing and, and, and that they did and my appearance on there. And I appreciate you guys saying, oh, it's great to see you back in, 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 in good terms with them and all this stuff. Well, I, don't, I would think maybe I'm on good terms. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like I'm talking to these guys every day. You know, who knows? I, I don't know. I mean, it's all good. Um, but... And it, it was kind of weird to see, like, a little presence of myself in a couple of different packages they showed for the ECW thing on Raw last night. And, uh, again, I, I really was hard to kind of reply to all you guys on, on um, you know, on Twitter. So I just want to blanket that right now and say thank you to all you guys for all the nice things um, to see. You know, uh, usually I get stuff on Twitter. It's like, I hate you, suck. I want to beat your face. I'll fight you. Let's go. I, I live in like Guam, but I'll fight you tomorrow. I'm gonna kick your ass! Excuse me what I get. You suck! You're not relevant. You're old. You're short. That's usually my Twitter. So that's kind of like my routine. So it was nice to see something positive. Anyway, so uh, that's the deal on that. So it, it was cool. Check it out if you haven't. It, I think you guys will like it. it it's pretty interesting. So and uh, Raw, like I said, I will get into talking about that in a little bit. Uh, there was a Monday Night Football game last night. I'll give you some synopsis on that. I know a lot of you guys get your football info from yours truly, so I'll go into that real quick for you. 
the Oakland Raiders. It was this game was tied up for a good chunk, uh, and the Houston Texans. It was 2020, not the TV show. <laughs> it was 20 to 20, a good chunk of the game, and this was in Mexico City. Okay, I, I don't know why they didn't have a bunch of luchadors running on this thing. That would have been great. You just do runnings, grabbing the footballs instead of about to snap it. You got a mask running around, intercepts the ball as you know. Uh, the Derek Carr throws the ball. Would have been great. But anyway, Oakland Raiders win the game, 27 to 20. Raiders are rocking and rolling. Raiders Derek Carr was 21 to 31, 295 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Raiders uh, wide receiver Amari Cooper was he had four receptions, 57 yards, one touchdown. And the Texans Lamar Miller, 24 carries, hustling that ball, 104 yards, yo, one touchdown. Yo, look, I was, I'm from the mindset of when a running back is over 100 yards, that's a good day in the NFL because that's not easy to do. So the guy had a good day. Okay, um, yeah, that's the deal on that. By the way, if you haven't uh, noticed, uh, my Bills got a victory on Sunday, which is awesome. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Okay, they struggled. They went to Cincy. They played the Bengals and won the game 16 to 12. It was a battle of the field goals, basically, and um, you know, it was nuts. And missed extra points too. Mike Nugent, right? Yeah. yeah. He used to be a Jet, Mike Nugent. He was a high round a draft pick too for the second Jets. round. Yep. That's right. And then he ends up over there with the Bengals. Yep. And uh, yeah, you're right. He missed like a couple of two. Missed two. Yeah, that's big in the NFL. Well, they pushed the uh, they pushed it back. Yes. This year, yeah. uh, they had 12 missed extra points on Sunday, the most in NFL history on one day. Unbelievable. So uh, shady McCoy, my man, he, he busted up his thumb. He had surgery, I believe, yesterday on his thumb. He left. The, he looked good too, and then he left the game early. It sucked. But uh, running back uh, Mike Gillisley uh, had 14 rushes, 14 runs, 72 yards. So, I like the little guy. He's a good running back. Bengals quarterback, uh, Andy Dalton, was 24-43, 27 yards, one TD, two picks. So, uh, and I had A.J. Green, you know, he's, he's from the Bengals, wide receiver. He strained his hamstring. He came out of the game early. That helped the Bills. Did help my fantasy gimmick because I, he's on my team. So, that was a problem. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's on my team and a fake football Jones that we do here on Taz Show. And I want to just triple check right now the score because I believe, I know I was playing the guy that used to be on the show. Buy a hat. The captain. And my team was playing his team. And I believe, in great news, I defeated him. I want to check right now, and I will tell you the score. You guys could file us on the I don't give a rat's ass, but I'm going to tell you anyway. How about that? Because I want to brag. Because I think I won the game. I want to triple check. Before I come out here and talk smack, and here it is. Oh, this is special. You guys want to know the score? Here's the score. So the captain's team is Del Boca Vistas. I'm the Dons, because I'm the top dog. The score was 77, the Dons, 76. <laughs> the captain. Buy a hat. Ah, yes. I beat his ass. That's what you get for quitting the show, Tom. You bastard. Quit me. Ha! Huh. Anyway. So, yeah, I beat the captain. It's all good. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Handsome Johnny's team won 121 over had, uh, Crying Brian's team. No, it wasn't over Brian Crying. Yeah, it was over Crying Brian's team. 121 to 93. And uh, the KFJ, Seth, beat <laughs> Video Brian. 84 to 69, which makes me happy. Kind of get sick of the football, Jones. I usually get like that with fantasy football. Once it gets later in the year, I start getting sick of it. 
I'm getting to that point. That's the problem. Especially with your bills in the playoff race. Yeah, I'm focused on that right now. You know what I mean? That's what it is. I'm, I'm totally focused on that because it's all about that right now. I'm going to start getting really focused on it. And I'm going to really focus on Raw here in a second or two. Uh, and then tomorrow I want to talk a little college football with some of the top 25 college football games that are coming up this weekend. You know, Thanksgiving's coming up, and it's always a big time with uh, with that. I want to get the phones, like I said, and uh, and talk about Raw because I have a lot to say about Raw. But uh, let me get some calls because they're coming in like crazy. Andrew San Antonio, you are on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Taz? Morning. Good morning. What's up? Good moment, I should say. Oh, oh yeah, I, I just Damn. rolled in. I screwed me up. That's an edit. All right, no, I'm kidding. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> so, um, I'm one of the people that really dislike the ending to the Goldberg and um, Brock Lesnar match. Mm. Um, so when 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 Brock when Brock Lesnar broke the streak, I really thought there was a long term plan for this that he was going to give the rub to a young uppercomer, you know. Someone like Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Nakamura. <clears throat> but then he get but then when I saw they gave it to Goldberg, I'm like, wait a minute. So what was the point of Brock Lesnar going through everyone right. to then just put over another part timer, Goldberg? Mm. Like I just didn't get that. So um I, I wanna ask you, so what 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 would like the boys think in a situation like this, right? Would you have someone like Mr. Man say, They're not grabbing a brass ring or they're not you know, they're not trying to be the best of the best mm. but when you do moves like this, yeah, I, I think it you. would like. Mm. I think it would really like upset them. So, like, well, in your opinion, what, what would the boys think right now? Well, I, I can speak. Like I, I, it's a good question, Angel, and, and I'll oh, and I'll answer. Sorry, I'm not something over. I'll answer for you. Um, the thing is, it, it, the boys. I can tell you, my generation, the guys would have been pissed off. Thank you for calling, Angel. They would have been pissed off because, to your point, Angel, it's someone that you could. You're right. It's a, it's a part timer. You know, when you're on the road doing all this stuff and yada yada, and you're working hard and you're away from your family, and you're in your prime, and then someone comes in and does that. Yes, that I know the guys that I shared locker rooms with would be pissed. I don't want to speak on behalf of the guys now because they might have a little different mindset, but I could see them that some people would be like, "Yo, what's the deal?" So, Angel, you have an extremely valid point. Uh, I will tell you this, when I did the Instant React live special this past Sunday, right after the Survivor Series, the bulk of the people that called the show, that watched um, Survivor Series, they were actually, they liked the finish. They liked the shock and awe aspect. Um, I didn't hate it. I was just, it's tough for, I don't want to sound, it's not very egotistical, but it's tough to surprise me and shock me with stuff. And they surprised me not once but twice on that Survivor Series show. <laughs> they, they, with Kalisto not winning the Cruiserweight title really surprised me. Um, and with Brock losing the way Brock lost, was a, and just that he lost, was a shocker. That definitely shocked me. So that's not a bad thing. You know, Vince McMahon and WWE, they're trying to, like I said on my special, they're trying to do, I believe, some things where they shock people, like they did with Randy Orton. And Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, that physicality and and how it was just really awkward to watch and what was going on and how it ended, you know. But they had people talking a long time about it. So, um, I, I I get your point about giving a rub to to the, the current stars as opposed to someone who's older and is from a different generation. And you know, as we saw last night at the top of um, at the top of uh, of Raw. You know, Goldberg's not going anywhere. And, and and we announced this on the special on Sunday that he would be at the Royal Rumble. He signed off for the Royal Rumble. And he said it, basically. Goldberg said it last night. 
Now look at you got to look at the pop that he got. Like if you watch the way Ross started last night, it was weird. It was like for me, a guy that was in his prime back then. I was in my prime during the Nitro Raw Monday Night War stuff with ECW. Dude, I felt like I was watching Nitro, you know, so it was weird. Um, <laughs> in a good way, not a bad way. It, it brought a lot. And, I, and listen to the pop he got in Toronto, Goldberg, last night. He got a massive pop, like massive. And they just were chanting his name nonstop. As long as that's happening, brother's over. And, and they're going to do something. They're going to they're make money with him. And they should. <laughs> they should. It's, a, it's business. It's, that's how it goes. You got. You got to. You, you, it's just like in sports. You got to run with the hot hand. If it's a baseball pitcher or a quarterback, but you got to run with the hot hand. Well, right now Goldberg's the flavor of the month, and he's hot. So they got to do something with him, and they're doing something good with him. By the way, speaking of Goldberg and his, his uh, you know, appearance on Raw last night to kick it off, I actually loved his promo. It was only like eight nine minutes. It was short. It was to the point. It's succinct. He, and I loved his tor- storytelling style in the promo. And I wasn't always like a Goldberg fan of his promo work, but I did like this because he told a story like he's walking. All right, so I bumped into Stephanie McMahon, and she said that, you know, look, he's working, obviously, but it was cool, simple storytelling that he brought you in the moment, and I liked that. I thought that was very well done and very cool and entertaining, and it was done. There was no BS involved. It was done. Eight, nine minutes, he was out. And, and I thought that was really smart of him and whoever put that promo together for him. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, and like I said, I wasn't always like a, like a giant Goldberg. I don't think when you think of promos, no disrespect to the guy, but you don't think of you know Goldberg as a great promo guy. He, 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 was a, he would say his stuff and get out. You know, that was his thing. You know, he'd do the next thing, and, and he ended with that. At the Royal Rumble, everyone is next. I think that's cool. Perfect time for promo too, guys. You know, we've, we've all bitched and moaned about starting off Raw or SmackDown with really ultra-long promos. When I was in TNA, that would happen sometimes, too. And wrestling fans hate that when they go into the 20-minute, you know, freaking opening segment when there's no physicality. Can't say that about this. They did a good package to start the show, and they went to Goldberg with his, uh, his storytelling-type promo. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought it worked. Um, and it worked to set the table for the show. It gave the announcers great story, uh, talking points for the next couple hours about the Royal Rumble. And it's smart booking. You know, you're coming out of a massive show like Survivor Series. You're going to have a good audience leading into the whole thing. So why not get into your next big, big show, which is the Royal Rumble, and start promoting it? And that's what they did. Well, actually, they did, they did it the night before on Sunday because while I was live, uh, we reported it, that there were reports that, that, um, <clears throat> that Goldberg would be at the Royal Rumble. And... You know, speaking of reports, uh, I'm sorry, speaking of mentions and reports, I should say, there was no mention at the top, middle, or end, I, unless I missed it, of Shane McMahon's situation or Brock at all. Like, um, did you hear it? Did you see? I didn't, unless I missed it, did you see anything? Uh? No, I didn't. I watched the whole thing soup to nuts, and I didn't see either, uh, either mention. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that was interesting. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that, but... I'm sure tonight on uh, SmackDown, they'll give you an update on Shane. There are reports that Shane um, definitely was banged up and, and uh, you know, he, he, saying that he was okay, and but he was leaving the building in a lot of pain and all this stuff. And, and like I said, if, if you missed my special, what I talked about was what I surmised from the physicality of the spear 
as Shane was going coast to coast. Um, sorry for my nasalness. I'm a little under the weather. But as he got hit, as Shane got hit with the spear from Roman Reigns in the air, it was a nasty hit, nasty bump. Shane, when Roman covered him, you know, people, some people are like, well, why did the ref not count? Well, because Shane lifted his shoulder. She's I, counting me down. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that he even knew he lifted his shoulder. I've been knocked out, been in that position, and I think he was more or less knocked out on his feet. That's what I think happened. And he just kind of just his body just moved. It happens, you know what I mean? Um, that's what I think happened there when, when Roman nailed him. Um, so, look, that could have been a lot worse than it was. I mean, really, he he got dinged, he got nailed, he got drilled. But it sounds like for the most part, if he's telling people he's okay, he's probably not okay because he's a tough guy and he's physical and and he's got a lot of pride. Um, but. You know, it was scary, and I'm, I'm just glad both guys are right because, uh, you know, even for someone like Roman Reigns, who's a big, thick guy, I mean, that, that could mess you up. You could definitely get hurt doing something like that to a guy that size of Shane. I know Shane McMahon, okay, and I can tell you what, Shane is not a little guy. You know, Shane is, is he's probably about, you know, 6'2", 6'3", and he's he's always been, you know, he was a football player in school, and he's a, he's a guy who's always trained. Obviously, was MMA training now and boxing and all the stuff he does. He's still got a lot of muscle on him. He's not some like little skinny dweeby guy. No respect, no disrespect to any little skinny dweeby guys. Yes. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's not how I am. So, all right. So I'm gonna go to break here. Other side of break, I'll get d- deeper into talking about Raw. I just talked a little about the beginning of it, and um, take some more phone calls later. On, I'm gonna do the Facebook Live. Oh, also it's Tuesday. I forgot. I keep thinking it's Monday because we were off yesterday. Oh, the Mike Johnson. Yes, Mike Johnson with the PW Insider Report. Wow. Mike Johnson will uh, be here. Uh, well, not here. I'll be on Skype. Okay, Taz Show. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yeah, so I'm checking out uh, some stuff here on the Twitter. It's interesting. Some people are so attentive to the WWE and the Amount of Z's that they use in my name. This has been something that's been going on for a long time, by the way. I've told the story before. So, some people are like, oh, this guy right here. Uh, that dude, and D-R-E. Crazy name. Can you please change your Twitter name? Can you please change your Twitter name to at official Taz to official Taz with two Z's? No, I won't. But then someone else who gets it says... This is uh, Brian uh, at Bschwing22. Schwing! Remember that? Hey, Taz. They finally figured it out. 1Z, ECW Untold. Yes, Brian, they did. So there was a little bit of a mixed gimmick where it was like some of the stuff when they put out their social media stuff promotion, they were spelling my name T-A-Z-Z, which contractually WWE owns. And on some of the stuff, they were doing it the right way with 1Z. And I try to remember on a lower third when, because uh, I only, like I said, I was falling asleep last night. I didn't watch the whole thing. I think they might have spelled it one Z, which I think we're at that point in our relationship with WWE and I to deal with one Z and not two. Is it a big deal to me? No. It was. It's a running joke. I don't care. As long as they spell my name right on the paycheck when I used to work there. I didn't. That's what I'm saying. I didn't care. So you know, I didn't care. That I was two Zs. They paid me. Just spell my name, my real name, Mike Daruki. Spell Daruki right, and we're good. That's it. Not two Z's. Taz isn't my real name. You know that. It's Daruki. 
So, uh, yeah. Seems like a lot of people really enjoyed it, though. I'm looking at some of the stuff on social media, meaning the special, the ECW gimmick. So that's cool. That's nice to hear. So as promised, I told you guys I was going to talk more about Raw, so I'm going to get into that right now here. So I talked about that first segment uh, with Goldberg and, uh, you know, his storytelling in that promo. I liked it. Very simple. If you go back and watch it, you'll see it's a very simplistic promo that he got his point across that they wanted him to stick around and do something at Raw Rumble. It was very well done. So we'll see what happens with all that. Then they they went into a, uh, you know, a a tag team title match with the New Day and Sheamus versus Sheamus and Cesaro. So New Day came out, cut one of their promos, and talked about demolition and uh, however long, I mean, 400 and, you know the days, 400 and, I don't remember the number he said. I'll I'll GTS it. GTS that, yeah. I, I don't remember the amount of days. So, Once I heard the New Day say that in the amount of days, I'm like, oh, boy. I thought maybe Cesaro and Sheamus might win. I was having a mock moment. But then that promo happened. I'm like, "Uh, no, no, New Day. They're keeping the the, the gimmicks. And um, sorry, Sheamus and Cesaro are not winning. I knew it right away. Once that happened in the promo, "Uh uh-uh, no. Come on, guys. Come on. Enough. With the new day, they don't need the tag team titles. Try to be nice. You have me on the network. Everybody's like, Taz, you're bound for the Hall of Fame now. They love you again. That could change in any segment of the Taz show. Don't you know that? Instant change. It can happen. I'm done with the tablets. That's the problem. I got to be careful. You got to get those titles. Off the new day. Do you have the number? You still, you're still checking? No good? No, uh, uh, working all, all I have right now, if New Day is going to break Demolition's record as longest rating tag team champs, the date to do so would be on December 13th. Sir, sir. The date is not the... We're looking for the days. I know it's hard to find. You, you look into that, okay? Yes. Thank you. So anyway, uh, you got to take the titles off these guys. You got to. They don't need it anymore. So what I'm starting to think they're going to do is right before they're getting ready to break it, like break demolitions deal, that's when they'll probably lose, which would be funny. So that could be, because that's something New Day would do, and I could see them reacting to it. Like it would be like they just get all the way to the finish line and then like, you know, flop in, in, in a good way, in a comical way. I don't mean that in a negative way. Because I like to do that a lot. I do. I love all three of those guys. They're, they're talented. They're funny. I, they don't need those titles. I've been saying this for months. Cesaro and Sheamus, uh, they've rapidly grown to me as a team. Yo, Cesaro in this match. Oy vey. How strong is this guy? Unbelievable. Early in the match, he catches big air, uh, big air, big E in midair, okay, and power slammed him. Yo, I'm telling you straight up, this was undersold by the talent, the announcers, and the audience. It happened so quick. Michael Cole made a little bit of a big deal out of it, okay, and talked about how, how big and thick and heavy big E was. But the show of strength, I just think it... If they had to redo this, I think they should have did this a little later on in the match. <clears throat> for Instead of early in the match. That, to do something like that where it was so impressive to see Cesaro catch Big E in midair. And watch Big E, if you go back and watch it. When he gets caught midair, he, does a, he has a great facial expression on while he's in the air. Which is not easy to do. It's a little nerve-wracking when you don't have your feet under you and someone's holding you in the air. I've been there. It freaks you out a little bit. It's a little bit more difficult than you think. So, um, later on... Cesaro then shows another uh, feat of strength, which stuck out more because it was later in the match, guys. 
That's a perfect time for this. Boys and girls, it's time to gather around the learning tree with your kind and caring teacher, Taz. He's always so angry, he yells at everyone. Why? He's sharing his one-of-a-kind insider perspective of professional wrestling. It's all about me. It's me. Me, me, me. It's the learning tree with Taz. That's what I was saying earlier in the match, that early, early about this Cesaro and Big E. You got to do those big spots as the match is crescendoing, okay? In defense to all four of these guys in this match on Raw, you're subject to time. You know, you don't have a lot of time. So they probably wanted to get it in early, but I think it got lost. Notice the pop that when Cesaro caught Kofi in midair, when Kofi came off the ropes, it caught him like a gut wrench type of grip. It was unbelievable, and the pop he got was amazing. But quite frankly, it was the, the other spot with Big E, where Cesaro caught Big E, was more impressive than the Kofi thing because Big E's massive. And he caught the cat in midair and slammed him. I, what my point is, and the LT moment is, you got to you know, save your stuff to build towards the end of the match as the match is in that, that crescendo, getting ready to finish stage. It's because the people, you're telling that story, and they're amping up. Amping, and these, all four of these guys know what I'm talking about. The learning tree is not for them. It's for you guys. Condescending Jones. Yes, it's for all of you. Yes, how can I help you, sir? 478 days for demolition. So now, the new day, they said the number. I don't remember what it was. but Uh, I believe they're at 450-something. I'll GTS that as well. What's the demolition number? Uh, 478. Yeah, so that's close. You got it. So they could... I'm bad with all these dates. They could lose... December 13th. TLC, what's that? Uh, New Day could break the record uh, in a couple weeks on December 13th. Uh, that edition of Raw, December 12th, I believe. That would be the edition of Raw where they broke the what record. What are you talking about the date? Oh, the number nine of days yeah, the you're date saying? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <clears throat> correct. Now, TLC is. That is a SmackDown, I believe, and I was, Roadblock, oh, Roadblock, yeah, Roadblock, Roadblock is a right, Raw right, right, pay-per-view, which is where they may drop the belt, which would be after they broke the record, Demolition's record. You know, I think it's more entertaining if New Day loses them, either on the date. <laughs> so you're saying, I'm not looking at this, so if you're wrong, it's, um, it's, you're going to get ripped on Twitter. Okay. These people, they're, just, they're, they're very angry on Twitter. Okay. So you're saying to me, that the date is December gimmick Schnabitz, and it's on, uh, it's a Raw, right? Well, it's actually uh, the day before, it's actually the day after Raw, it's actually on SmackDown, so uh, they would uh, lose it one day before they broke the record, if they lost it on oh, that wait, wait, Raw. Slow down, so you're saying, wait a minute, so this goes to my point, so you're saying the Raw is one day before the record would be broke. Correct. Oh, man. That December 12th or 13th Raw, whatever that Monday is. That is perfect. Yes. And I believe that is leading into a roadblock. I'll I'll, uh, double check uh, when that pay-per-view is. Sorry, I can't hear you. The music's a little loud. What's that? You got a head head head, what? December 18th. So it is that week. They would drop the belts if they did on that Raw, go, uh, the go-home show before Roadblock. Co-host Jones. Dude. There's your information for the segment. I can't hear you. The music's too loud. Huh? Oh, thank you. Sega. Roadblock's December 18th. Thank you. You're welcome. 
pins and needles, needles and pins. It's a happy man that grins. So they could lose the titles the day before. They can lose the titles six days. Yes, the day before they would break the record. That's correct. Correct. See that? That see that would be funny. That would be see that's that me personally. Okay, the king's been saying here on the Twitter, demolition held the titles to your point four hundred seventy eight days. GTS, bro. Now they're getting all over you. See there you go. <laughs> so, what else is new? Yeah, well, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I, 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 it'll be interesting to see what happens. They, they do not need those titles, like I said. But back to the point about the match last night. It, I thought that all four of these cats had a good match. I gave you my, my the things that jumped out to me was Cesaro in both spots. I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, New Day won the match. Okay, uh, if you noticed, uh, they had a. Cesaro had a sharpshooter on Kofi. Kofi was tapping out. And if you notice, Michael Cole pointed it out. Once the ref went to the ropes and didn't see the tap out, Cole pointed it out right away. My opinion, I think he went a little early, Cole, on this. I don't think that he should have noticed it right away. It felt, maybe because I've worked as an announcer for so many years and I've worked next to Michael Cole for so many years, like I would have said to him as a friend, like before the show, I would have said, if we would have known about this tap out, I'd be like, dude, make sure we don't call out this tap out early. Because it'll feel contrived. And that's what I felt. And Cole usually does a pretty good job, let's be honest. He works hard out there, and he's been doing this a long time. Even though he didn't search me out when I was at backstage at SmackDown 900. I was there for 15 hours. Michael Cole nowhere to be found. Looking for Michael Cole. Michael Cole around anywhere? Has anybody seen Michael Cole anywhere? Cold, cold. Nothing. Couldn't find him. Thanks for coming. Worked all those years together. Guy's hiding in a freaking under a table and catering. Taz, leave yet? I don't want to see Taz. Stop. There it goes. Here it goes. Starting that Hall of Fame. That that nomination rapidly going away. Starting to dissolve. Here we go. Build up Jones. Angry Heat Jones. Yep, it's coming. Oh yeah. Not even one day. Mm-mm-mm. Never ends. So, anyway, I felt like Cole pointed that out a little bit early. My opinion. I think that something like it could be a little bit, what, what just happened? Like, you know, that, then on the replay, you see that the guy taps out Kofi, but the ref didn't see it. You know, I, 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 you know, I just felt it seemed a little contrived. Maybe the camera shot was supposed to hit him where you could see uh, the, the, the guy tapping earlier. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. I'm just telling you what stuck out to me on that. Knew they won the match. And uh, thought they were going to lose the match. But I guess they're going to save that till they get closer. I just They've been making such a big deal out of this demolition thing. I mean, you know, the the, the record and all this jazz. That they, they got to have them lose it. Like, right as they're about to break the record. That would just be so freaking funny. And just the New Day. That's just something that would happen to them. Because that's, that's, that's the, the comedic gimmick that they do, you know. So then we saw a little thing backstage. was kind of interesting. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the naked Enzo thing was really... I, I don't remember ever seeing nothing like this where it, it pixelized the whole thing. Uh, he was, looks like he might have been wearing a pair of shorts or something. I don't think the guy was really walking around nude. But, you know, this was different. And this was really like, you know... <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, it, it, it was... It had you wondering. Like, I'm su- my only thing is I'm surprised it did it in the first hour of the show. Something like that I think would be better in the 10 p.m. hour getting towards 11 o'clock. You know, because some people, younger kids might be like, oh, what the heck? Come on. You got a guy walking around. I mean, you know, they did pixelate a lot of his, 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 you know, from his waist down. They pixelated, like, a good chunk of his whole body. 
you know, I mean, pardon the pun, but chunk. Dumb comments. But, but no, the thing is, I thought it was, um, I thought it was entertaining. And I, you know, when he's walking around doing, I mean, because I'm from the same part of the country he's from, when he's walking around, he's naked and he don't care. And he's like, yeah, you doing? I don't. I don't. And so, <laughs> it was funny to me. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a New York thing or what, but like, it was funny. I mean, so it's like, because <laughs> he's like, you know, look, and he got ribbed by his tag team partner because, you know, he locked him out of the locker room. That those type of things do happen. So it was funny. I mean, I, I get it. I get the sophomore humor in the locker room. Oh, careful. Don't say locker room talk. But like the locker room humor, you go too far with that. Say locker room. So I, I, I get it. I do. I get it. 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 Hey, uh, Kenneth in California. You're on the Taz Show. Hey, Taz. How you doing? Good, buddy. What's up? Man, it's been a long time. Uh, yeah, bud. I, I, uh, I want to talk about the New Day. Let's go. Do it. Man, I am. I'm, I'm really ticked off at them. I mean, me what and happened? you probably had a. I mean, I'm not really ticked off. I'm just ticked off at the fact that how they, how, how, how they, uh, how WWE just buried. Cesaro and uh, Sheamus. I don't know if they, dude. I don't know if they buried them. Think about the finish, brother. They had, yeah. they had. No, think, 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 think now, think now. Yeah, yeah. They had Kofi tapping, right? Right. And the right. ref didn't see it. It's an, it's an old nineteen, you know, eighty six yeah. Memphis finish that always works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I saw the finish. I, 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 was, I was not really mad. That, I just think that uh, we just had, you know, I think. Uh, you want to see New Day lose? Oh yeah, I'm with you on that. You right. Remember when you were saying that we don't? They don't need the belts, bro. So, right. I mean, you said right. it. You That's said right. it in your uh, long time. And I've been watching Taz your show for a whole year already. And Thank you. I mean, I've been we've been I've been talking to you for uh, since Extreme Rules. Thanks, a bro. long time ago, but Thank you probably you, don't remember that, of course. <laughs> well, I, I, it's hard to remember all the people, you know, but I appreciate you saying that, dude, and I appreciate okay. you being a fan of the show. That means a lot to me. Uh, thank you, Kenneth. I appreciate it. And you know what? I, I understand. Look, I, I don't, I, but think with Kenneth saying that they, you know, they, they buried Cesaro and, and Sheamus, they, no, they didn't. And I, I see Kenneth's point, but they didn't bury him, those guys. I mean, just because they lost, it was a long match. You know, Cesaro and and uh, and Sheamus are getting a push. It's just, these guys are on TV a lot, and they're, I mean, they're they're spotlighted. They're not just on TV, you know. So it's like they're they're in the running, and you know, I don't, I don't, I think that old school type finish is okay, and it protects Cesaro and Sheamus, which is weird because I, I, you know, if you watch, this is why I told you guys a while back. I'm trying to change how I look at wrestling, you know, because. I'm from that, you know, that era where it's like, okay, we got we got guys who wear black hats, we got guys who wear white hats. So you got good guys, you got bad guys. You know, now I'm down with some gray area. I was a baby face when I, you know, in ECW that had a lot of gray area. And then I was a heel that had gray area. So I'm all down with the gray area. But there's a lot of gray now. A lot of gray with a lot. Like these two teams, I don't know who the baby face is, I don't know who the heel is. Used to be that New Day was a baby face, but they did a finish yesterday where it would be like, the, the, the heels got, you know, screwed over, and they were the baby faces. So I was a little confused on that, but I, like I said, I'm trying to watch things a little bit different now. I think wrestling's being done a little bit different now. Uh, WWE's the hood ornament of the business. They're the lead dog. So the way they do things, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I don't want to say that other companies got to copy them, but they have the biggest TV, you know, penetration so even casual fans are on top of what WWE is doing. So it's kind of like we're seeing that. Now, I think other companies, some smaller wrestling promotions or independent companies, they're going a different route where they're going complete full-bore physicality, athleticism, 
which you see from cruiserweights in WWE, but most of those cruiserweights are wrestlers that currently do or have just recently wrestled for some of those small promotions. So it's not, it's not about gray area or heel or babyface with those things, with those companies. It's about wrestling in a work form, but it's about athleticism. So it's a little bit different. Less storytelling because they don't have the amount of TV to tell that, you know, that, that amount of story. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, uh, Miguel uh, in New Jersey, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, Taz, how are you this, this uh, moment? Good, good. I'm good this moment, sir. How are you? I almost, I almost said morning. I'm, I'm good, too, hey, sir. Thank so you, you just so stewed much. yourself off. You, you didn't say it, then you did, but it's okay. I forgive you. How, uh, how's it going, buddy? What's up, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I just wanted to put you over. I, uh, I showed pretty much all my friends that uh, funny interaction we had, that segment we had last week, and uh, I think I made a lot of new fans of your Taz Show. Uh, they think you're hysterical, and they want to listen to you every day. And I think they are starting with today. I think they're going to be listening to the audio on demand starting today. So wait, wait I'm, I'm a little confused. But I'm a little uh, hold. Uh, what, 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 I believe Miguel was the one that uh, met Shane in NXT. Took a picture with him. Oh, that's you. Yeah. Oh, Miguel. Yes, yes. So now you're a star. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Hey, you know what? You, and I got to put you over. Hold on. The poppy for you. We've done the score down. So you got to put me over. How's that? I gave you the rub. Why put me over? <laughs> what happened? I want to also put you over for putting me over. I got a lot of you. Uh, I think a lot of new friends on Twitter. Everyone just started liking my picture. I didn't That's know who cool. they were, so I'm well, assuming they're fans of your show. I'm happy for you. That's good. You're a good guy, Miguel. I, I I was trying to catch in a lie on the air, and then it did happen. I was pissed off because you you, you trumped me. You got me. You got me good, and you got me pretty good. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. I was trapped by you. Thanks, Miguel. Well, how can I help you, sir? <laughs> uh, I just want to talk about uh, I want to talk about Goldberg's announcement with the uh, announcing the Royal Rumble. Just you know, in, in your honest opinion, do you think it's something that WWE would do that it's too predictable for him to win? Do you see him winning, or do you think they're just going to kind of go straight for it and he's going to win the Royal Rumble? What I don't. I don't, about? Miguel. I do not think he wins the Royal Rumble. I really don't. And, and I appreciate you calling, buddy, and stuff like that. But I I don't think he wins the Royal Rumble. No. Um, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of speculation. Brock somehow, some way, cost him the Royal Rumble, um, which they could—they have a clean slate right now. The WWE—they they have, you know, was 30 guys in the Royal Rumble, so they announced one. So they could have Brock be one of those guys. I think that'd be a great moment where, if you have Lesnar, I'm sorry, if you have Goldberg go deep in the gimmick in the Royal Rumble, and it comes down to like this, there's, there's like two or three more guys to come out. And and one of those guys that like you know is Brock Lesnar. Could you imagine a pop in the building? If you could GTS, find out where this show is the Royal Rumble. But could it's you, in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you very at much. The Alamo Dome. Okay, good. So you could you know that's a great hot wrestling crowd, obviously in Texas. So the thing is, man, it would be a pop among pops, where I think you have Goldberg. Um, you know, Brock comes out and cost him. Like almost like Goldberg is just coming down to almost winning this thing, and the next or the last guy or something like that that comes out is Goldberg. I'm sorry, is Brock, and uh, and basically either eliminates them or costs them or they eliminate each other. That would be entertaining. I think that would work. Um, you know where Brock gets his receipt, he eliminates him. Uh, even if he's not in the match, maybe he comes out of the crowd. And and attacks him. I don't. I don't know. Something. Like, it's too too far away to really get into too much thought because you got to see how they're building the story. I was very surprised that Lesnar was not there last night. I talked about it on Sunday night on the special that I thought for sure you have Brock come out. 
like a maniac, intense, destroying everything to kick Raw off. And he wants to just destroy you know, Goldberg to no end. But he wasn't even there. They didn't even really mention him. Except for the package and what happened with the match. No, no shot of Heyman either. Which I thought that it would be cool to see Heyman like in a backstage bid or something. To reference something with his client about his client. Which is a natural segue to promote the ECW special that was on right after Raw. My opinion. Oh, that comment just... I was just in. I had one f- whole leg in the Hall of Fame, and that just took me out. Right there. Just just, just completely took me out. Yes. Right there. Damn. So, anyway. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I was surprised that there was no, there was no, uh, that there was no Brock on the thing. I really was. But, you know what, they, they obviously got something in mind. They, they wanted to keep the shine, and the, 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 they didn't want, I'm assuming, there to be a distraction on the massive announcement to their audience from Goldberg that he will be in the Royal Rumble. So I'm assuming that's why they just probably had, you know, Brock go home. So I get that. Um, you know what I mean? So, but it would have been cool to see, I kind of, you know, of course, it was my, I had an idea of just having him come there and be a, a wrecking machine. So, of course, I think it's great because of my idea, but it would, I thought it would have been good. But we'll see. We'll see where they're going. They definitely got people talking. It'd be interesting to see what the number was. I bet you they did a good rating. That football game was a good AFC matchup, the Raiders and the Texans, but I don't think it's like, uh, and it's two, two pretty big markets, to, you know, that uh, you know that part of California over there and then Northern California, Oakland, that whole TV market along with uh, Houston and Texas and the whole thing. But I still think the rating for Raw We'll find out today. You guys might be listening to the on-demand version of this, so VOD, you might know the uh, the rating already. But as I'm live right here around 8 a.m., I don't know the rating. So so we'll see. But um, I bet you they did a pretty good number. So, you know, with or without Brock there. I, I just, you know, I, I'm curious to know what's going on. Maybe, maybe there's some business stuff going on that's bad right now with Brock and WWE. Maybe there's a problem there. You know, we don't know. That That definitely could be. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, Sean in Michigan, you are on the Taz Show. Uh, this is Jonathan from Orlando. Who's this? Jonathan from Orlando. Really? Okay, wait. Let me, uh, oh, oh yeah. Jonathan, I know it's you. I was teasing you. <laughs> What's going on, bud? And nothing much. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Right. I, uh, um, talking about your Brock Lesnar Goldberg, I wish at Survivor Series. Brock Lesnar should have German suplex uh, Goldberg, Goldberg no cells, and Spearson. I know. I just, we didn't see any I, suplex. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I just I just wanted to see at least Goldberg take a bump. Oh, he's going <laughs> to. It's coming. I promise. It's just that they're making you wait for that. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying, dude. I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have two questions. You got to um, make it quick because I, I got to go to break. So hurry up, please. Okay, my first question is, when New Day loses those titles, like, what's there for them? No, they're, they're, the microphone. That's what's there for them. They're entertaining guys. They have a ton of TV time. It's, it's never a, they, they overpower the titles. Uh-huh. Uh, in, in, in all of their flamboyancy and their style, they overpower the titles. So there's, there's, their push will not stop. They don't, they, they just, they're New Day. They could just be in, work with anyone, cut their promos, wrestle their matches, and they're good. What's your second question? My second question is, 
um, since they added those uh, LED posts on the ring posts, yeah. every time, it, it, it cringes all, every time that the commentator say, says this, when um, they throw someone through the ring po- uh, on the ring posts, they always say steel post, even though it doesn't sound like steel. It sounds like plastic. There's steel under but, it, though, bro. There's steel yeah. under that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're not they're not hidden the steel. They're hidden the LED plastic. <laughs> but they're still under it, bro. It's, look, so let me guess your question, brother. So Jonathan, let's say I take a pillow, right? Like a pillow that you rest your head on at night. And I, uh-huh. I, I duct tape it onto a brick wall. And I take you and run your head from twenty feet from that pillow into that pillow, smash your pillow your face into that pillow. Are you hitting a pillow or a brick wall? I'm hitting the pillow. Okay, so when we meet, we should try this. And I, if you're if you're hitting a pillow, so you tell me it wouldn't hurt if I did that to you. No, no, it will hurt. Why will it hurt? Why? Because there's a brick wall inside. Ah, that's my point. So you're hitting the brick wall, bro. You know what I'm saying? But how come they won't? Uh, how come they won't say ring post instead of steel? Because. Because steel sounds better. Stop. Steel sounds better. That's why. Steel sounds better. Because steel hurts. Ring posts don't. It's a steel ring post. You're overthinking things, Jonathan. And thank you for calling. Please rest your head on your pillow. Yes. On that note, uh, come back from break. We'll have Mike Johnson with the PW Insider Report. Sit tight right here on the Taz Show. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here. Taz Show, one hour down, another hour to go. Have uh, my man Mike Johnson sitting on uh, on deck. He's on deck here to jump on here momentarily here on the Taz Show. So we'll get Mike's. Uh, you know, he, Mike was on the special, did a good job on the Survivor Series special. Jumped on with yours truly. So we got his thoughts and opinions on that. But he can talk about any of that he wants. Do whatever he wants. It's Mike's segment. It's a big star. It's over like Grover. So you know, gotta take care of Mike, and we'll see what he thought about Raw. I don't really. Give a rat's ass what he's doing about Raw, but I'll ask him anyway. I like Mike. And I'll just bury him. Whatever he says, because I'm probably bound for the WWE Hall of Fame. So I got to put them over all the time now. I got to be a babyface because they love me now. So that's the whole new thing. Got to put over. Got to just put them over. Told my wife, get the dress ready. We're Hall of Fame bound. I'm over. Oh, man. It's happening. But I made that comment earlier about uh, Cole. Maybe they're going to. I'm one comment away from getting a, getting abolished. One foot in the door, next thing you know, they kick me right in the nuts. That's what happens. All right, PW Insider Report, 3-2-1. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike 10 minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. What do you say there, MJ? What's up, buddy? What's it like to be back inside the wonderful world of Oz? Well, I'll tell you. They love me there. I'm, I'm in Flavor of the Month. And uh, that could end any second. I'm just letting you know it right now. Yeah, I was going to say, that just means it's just countdown to getting heat. That's all that is. I've been there before. So it's... <laughs> we'll see I how long. Watched, <laughs> I actually watched the special last night. It was pretty enjoyable. I, I didn't catch the whole thing as I ended up falling asleep, but I want to watch it when I get home. Was it good? I mean, I, I, don't, I, yeah. I know they had a lot of footage that didn't make it in, but it, it, an hour probably isn't enough time for all these personalities, you know? 
No, it's not. And and I sus- I suspect that they edited quite a lot out. I know they put up a couple of extra clips on uh, YouTube today. But I thought, you know, it, to me it to me it's like listening to, you know, it's like almost like listening to your favorite uh TV show again in a lot of ways because I lived a lot of that stuff. Not from the perspective that you did, but from being there as everything kind of unfolded first as a fan and then working on the ECW website and and then writing about it and covering it. So to me, you know, to me, it's like, you know, it's like putting on a comfortable, you know, comfortable hat or comfortable pair of shoes and listening to good old time stories. Like I went to bed smiling because it sparked so many old memories of things I hadn't thought about in like five, ten years. It was I thought it was very well done. Corey Graves did a great job as the uh, the moderator. He did. And, uh, you know, you could tell it was emotional at the end, especially for Dreamer. I mean, he never cries and we got to see him cry a little bit. That never happened. He never cries. Will you stop? (laughs) Ah, he's a crying man, that guy. You know, Tommy got emotional. It was cool. I mean, uh, I I saw it there when it happened. I had about nine, ten different jokes to zing him with while we were on there, but I didn't do it. I feel let me take the high road. You know, I'm going to take the guy's spotlight. No, but Tom, I'm kidding around. Tommy, Tommy, um, Tommy had a good interaction with Paul. I mean, and and I guess they showed a lot of that. Again, I didn't see the very, very end of it. But, uh, you know, when Corey asked me, he said, oh, yeah, and he was going around the room, you know, give me one or two words that can describe, you know, ECW, I'm paraphrasing, something like that. That's so hard to do. And and, and what I said earlier, Mike and I said it on the special, was lightning in a bottle. And, you know, yeah. you, were, you, were, you were there covering it more than anybody, so I, I, I assume you agree with that. Yeah, it, to me, it, it's one of those things that it, it only could have happened in that time period with that group of people. You change one one element, and it wouldn't have been as combustible and as revolutionary as it was. Yeah, very well said. It, it, it would not. It would not have worked with, you know. As much as I love NXT now, if you took that group of talents right now and you you got in the DeLorean and went back to 1993 or 1995, it wouldn't work. It, it's not just it it's not work. just NXT, Mike. You could take Ring of Honor, all these guys, all these other companies, any of them. And go back, it's not happening. One element that I think kind of gets underrepresented is you guys all had this big chip on your shoulder because you were not the ones that WWF and WCW were reaching out to and going, hey, we want to bring you in. You were the guys who were getting tryouts and the doors were getting slammed in your face. So there was a chip on your shoulder, not you personally, although there was a chip on your shoulder no, back no, then. No, me, me personally. Yeah. I said that well, last I mean, night. I think uh, everybody, yeah. when you look at the, the Eliminators, you look at Sabu, yeah. you look at Streamer, yeah. you look at all those guys, it, there's different cases of you don't think I'm good enough, so I'm going to show you I am. And Paul was able to play – pull those puppet strings and manipulate manipulate you guys in the best way possible to bring the best out of you to show the world, hey, we do mean something. I mean, I, I often point out, you know, even a guy like Dean Malenko, he was around forever. He yeah. worked all Japan. He worked Florida. Yep. He had tryouts as like the human torch in the WWF. He had tryouts in WCW. No one wanted to hire Dean Malenko. He was in ECW for a year and he got a six-figure job. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, Ted Petty was around forever in a day yep. from the late 80s. Nobody wanted to touch him. And, you know, it's just it, it, it was the right time, the right place and the right guy to kind of manipulate all you guys and showcase your best your best work. And I talked about that in the, in the gimmick and the special uh, on WWE Network because that was a big thing. And, and Paul was really talented and really good at pulling that emotion out of a lot of us, me in particular. You know, he would get in my face before every match, like right before I go through the curtain, especially those big pay-per-views, to remind me how other companies didn't want me and how I tried out for other places for years and sent VHS tapes. And how and he built that chip on my shoulder even bigger and bigger right before I walked out. And that's why you got, you know, 
Taz, the way you saw come through the curtain. And it wasn't just me. There was a lot of us, to your point, Mike, that, that were bitter in a good way. And Paul used that to motivate. Very smart. Yeah, and I think the difference in that time period was there were ECW guys who didn't want to go anywhere else. They wanted to be – they wanted to build ECW. And I think that's the one thing that the, the special kind of shows, you know, when they talk about Bubba doing the promoting. Uh, the Winston brand reference, by the way, popped me huge. <laughs> and, uh, so huge. So huge. I hadn't heard that name in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, all the things, that, you know, you and Devon and even guys like Little Guido and others did behind the scenes – because they were, you guys were trying to build ECW from within as well as being on-camera personalities. You know, you were building it as if ECW was going to be your home forever. We had which, to, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, for me, it was like that's the school, the dojo was a big part of my career. You know, I mean, I, I fine-tuned a lot of my work in there. A lot of us did. We used it as a training ground just to work, work different high spots and stuff like that. But it also kept, like Paul said it best on the special uh, last night, you know, for me personally, he gave Taz something to own, and I'm big into that. When you give me something, say this is yours, do something with it. I'm going to cherish it, and I have a lot of pride for that, and I will kill to make it work. And that's kind of how it was in my mind with the ECW school, and I felt like it helped, you know, a, a lot of levels. That school served a lot of purposes, and I had that had nothing to do with me. So I yeah. mean, and I think the special, I think WWE did a good job on editing that and showing that. You know, look, that's it. I talked to the producers there. Before they edited and after they edited, you know, it, it was an ambitious task, man. They had a lot of content. You know, you got us sitting around, you know, for that many hours in a room with cameras on us and just letting us riff. The thing, Mike, that people don't realize, like that show, that that uh, untold stories, whatever the WWE Network's calling it, of ECW. The authentic story. Thank you. It's very, it's, it's unscripted. That's the first thing they told me when they called me. This is unscripted, dude. Do you think? You know, and I love that. And and it's like, and we were all in that same realm last night, uh, what you guys saw, because it was, they wanted it to be real. So there's a lot of footage that didn't make air, you know, because it was just yet. too long. Yeah, correct. Yeah, <laughs> it was too long, you know. But I think that they did a really good job the, the, the pulling the real meat out of what happened there. Yeah, now I don't know that you know this, but I want to tell everybody else, we kind of have a little bit of an ECW scoop for you. Oh, for me. In the middle, in the middle of this special, they threw a graphic up announcing that the OMG ECW's most 50 controversial moments was now up on the network. That was filmed, as you know, a year ago because you were interviewed for that. And it was supposed to be a DVD, and they pulled it from uh, from the uh, from the schedule being released. Well, the entire two-and-a-half-hour uh, product is now up in their video-on-demand section in the, uh, the beyond-the-ring beyond area. So there's not one, but there's two ECW things up there now. Did they put me over? Uh, you you do get put over in the in the bit that I saw. <laughs> That's all that matters, bro. You know, I'm a wrestler. Let's put me over. This is true. <laughs> this. Is true. So when it so it's uh, you said I got it. When did I get interviewed? I know what you're talking about. What I you're I, definitely in there. You were interviewed for that because I saw they had close-ups of you talking about different uh different things that happened in ECW. Man. So they had to have done this like two, uh, at least a year or two ago because it was supposed to come out last year. Man, I, I, that's awesome. That's great. I didn't know that. I, I had no idea. So this happened during the, when they aired the gimmicks, so like double promotion they put jokes. A graphic up, they put a graphic up on the lower third, and they said, now available on, streaming on the network. And I went, wait, what? So I paused, and I went looking for it, and I found it in the Beyond the Ring. They put it up yesterday. Awesome. Okay, good. What else are you going on, buddy? You can't get enough ECW in 2016. What's that? You can't get enough. No, can't people get enough like. There's obvious that people want want more of it. I mean, uh, 
I, I hear you. I mean, it's just um, look, we're seeing uh, we're seeing stuff in WWE program. We're seeing like guys from the late to mid '90s or early 2000s. Guys like Goldberg, obviously Monster Push. I saw some stuff on Raw this night about the Rock and Sock connection. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it, it's like I think I don't want to, you know. I don't know if it's not a case where these younger cats aren't getting it done. I'm not implying that. But what I'm saying is there's obviously WWE feels that these people want to see these talents from that era. Yeah, and you've got you. They're also trying to hook the lapsed fans who aren't as engaged in 2016 as they might have been in 2006 or 1996 because they want to get their money for the network every week. So the best way to do that is to kind of pull on the heartstrings and go, "Hey, remember ECW? Well, you can see it all right here on the network." Or, "Hey, remember Nitro? You can relive it right here." And you know, look, look who's the hottest thing in WWE right now? It's Bill Goldberg. Yeah. So I, know. I mean, you know, at, in in certain places and the way it's presented, a nostalgia can work. I mean. I just did, and it's weird how this all came out in the last, uh, in the same week. You know, you know, back in September, I filmed ten episodes of the Legends of Extreme thing that it's going to be on the High Spots Wrestling Network, and that, and when we filmed them, the date that we planned to debut it was November twenty third, which is tomorrow, because we're like, oh, it's Thanksgiving weekend, so it'll be perfect. And now there's two other ECW things that were released the same week. It's like it's it's like the ghost of ECW never stops. <laughs> it just keeps rising up and up. Hey, but, I hear you. Obviously, I mean, I think Bubba hit on this yesterday in the ECW special on WWE Network. Like, uh, you know, obviously, it's 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 in essence the overview of what he's saying is we're, we're still relevant. I mean, and I don't mean I, I'm I, not bragging. I'm just saying we as as a brand from back then that the the story of ECW is still relevant. Yeah, I, I think his comparison of of ECW to Napster and what Napster meant it's to perfect. the music industry is very, very relevant and very correct. And I think a lot of why it's it's still relevant today is you know it's that underdog story. ECW was rocky, you know, and the wrestling industry was Apollo Creed. Yeah, and ECW kept getting up despite its own mistakes that it made itself, despite its own ego, despite things that happened that it couldn't control. For for seven or eight years, it kept getting back up and refused to stay down for the count. And I think there's something endearing about that. Yeah, no, I I, I um I agree. It was a special time, and it was great to be a part of it. And um, you know, people should check out the uh you know the WWE Network and check out the special for sure. Um, what else, scuttlebutt you got going on in the news? I mean, I I pointed out uh, on Raw, I was. You know, I mean, I was one of those guys that on the special, I said, I thought that, hey, uh, Brock Lesnar, maybe he should be on Raw and run rough shot, destroy everybody, go ballistic, go, you know, bat ass crazy, go berserk. And he wasn't even there. He he went home. So uh, yeah, he yeah, went. Yeah. He went home. He went home Monday morning, and uh, instead we got Goldberg announcing he's going to be in the Royal Rumble, right. which I you know as an attraction for the Alamo Dome, I think that's an awesome idea. They obviously just put the guy over like gangbusters and made him look like the toughest man in the world. And you have to assume that at some point he and Brock are going to go face to face in the Rumble. Maybe eliminate each other, or maybe Brock shows up and and screws Goldberg out of it. Now I'm gonna guess we're gonna, we're getting Brock versus Goldberg three at WrestleMania. That's my guess. It must be an echo here. I just basically said that they were gonna fight at the Royal Rumble. What are you hacking me on my own show? What the hell, what the hell is that about? Hack alert! What is that? Jesus! I'm sorry. I mean, come on, pay attention to the show you're gonna be on, sir. Don't just put right, yourself well, I over. Wanna, I also want to make a prediction. Oh God, it's probably something I, I said yesterday. What is it? Undertaker challenges AJ Styles for the title at the Rumble. Okay, listen. You would not make a prediction like that unless you were told by someone that's happening. 
What do you think? I'm stupid. Uh, it's it's been heavily discussed. <laughs> See, so what? So let me get this straight. So now I'm gonna stooge you off. So you're gonna come out here, right? And and you're gonna come on my show and act like, hey, you know what? By the way, Taz, random prediction: Undertaker versus challenges AJ. Dude, I, well, I mean, I'm saying it's a prediction because it's not a done deal. Anything can happen. Yeah, but you can't make predictions on information people are telling you. That's unfair. Sure you can. Insider trading and wrestling is fine. <laughs> Insider <laughs> trading. Oh, my God. I just. Yeah. Are right. stupid? I'm good. So uh, you think that's where to go? And listen, I don't want to say too much about my new my new friends I, I, in the I, WWE. These I, are my I, new I, friends. I, don't, don't disrespect my new friends. No, no, no. I keep hearing rumblings that they want him to be in a major role at the Rumble. And what's the most major role he could be? Challenging for the world title. Hmm. I, I still think we're gonna they're going to get back to the original plan of Undertaker versus John Cena for WrestleMania. That was the plan last year before John got hurt. Hmm. Yeah, John you Cena know, was I, nowhere I, to be found at Survivor Series. No John Cena, nothing. Well, he's filming the uh, the American Grit season too. He's not he's not scheduled to be back for the company until December twenty sixth here in New York at the Garden. I noticed you <laughs> like to throw. Why are you nodding your head, sir? Hold on, Mike. What's up? Why are you nodding? No, your head? I was just I was just giving a thumbs up because uh, Mike said everything, uh, the whole thing that I saw about them advertising Cena for the Garden. That's all. Mike Please, does I'm a great talking job. to my friend Mike Johnson. Please, can I talk I know, to my I'm friend not, Mike? I'm not your friend. I'm sorry. I, you're not my I, friend. I, I don't have many friends. I don't. You're not I my friend. I thought he was Viking. He is the Viking. He's Where's humble. his hat? He, he don't have a hat. He don't have a hat. I don't know what he's doing. Flavor Flav can carry the gimmick, but he can't. I don't get it. <laughs> Listen to me, Mike. Stay focused here on me. Okay, not okay. him. Me. It's all about me. Listen to me. Got it. What was I just telling you about? What was I talking about? I had a whole point, and then you threw me off. John Cena. Yeah, John Cena. John oh, filming. John you finally used the word filming right because you referenced Cena that he's filming. But I noticed even on your website, on PW Insider, you throw that word around. I educated you once before about this, sir, but you choose to ignore me and say filming. In TV, it's taping. You are taping. You are not filming. You follow me? Okay. Great. Good. Good talk. I follow you. Yes. Okay. Uh, what you. else you got going on? Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, WWE just released the uh, the Australia tour main events for for the uh, the NXT tour there. Uh, they're gonna do Joe versus Nakamura in a cage one night. Oof. They're gonna do uh, Joe Nakamura, Bobby Roode, and Ty Dillinger in a four way one night. And they're going to do Nakamura and TM sixty one, who of course are from Australia, against Joe and the Revival, which that sounds like a lot of fun as well, uh, in a six man tag one night. So some pretty some pretty good uh, main event matches they're putting on for that Australia tour. Well, you mentioned Ty Dillinger, man. I talked about this, uh, I think, a little bit on the special. He was made, I, we, and I tweeted about this too on Saturday night, man. We watched that guy against Bobby Roode in just an epic contest. They, those guys tore it up in Toronto, both Canadian cats. And uh, I'm telling you right now, Mike, uh, we watched that kid, Dillinger, who's been working quite some time. And the 10 thing's been over, 10, 10, 10. And he's always a good worker. But we really watched him get, I felt like while I watched that match, I don't know, I would love to get your take. I felt like we watched the, the Ty Dillinger. Boom, next level. We watched them get risen up. You know what I mean? Yeah, we talked earlier about ECW kind of being that underdog, rocky, endearing thing. I feel the same way about Ty Dillinger. You know, he was signed to OVW. He was Cody Rhodes' tag team partner in Ohio Valley Wrestling. And then when he finally made it to the main roster, he was Gavin Spears in the, the new version of ECW, which, and like everything else in the new version of ECW, it kind of sputtered out. And he got let wait, go. Wait, wait, wait. Gavin, hold on, Gavin Spears. What do you mean? What? What? Ty Dillinger was Gavin Spears on, in the sir, new ECW. Please, please, sir, I'll let you talk. Just, I have a question. Can I ask okay. a question on my own show? Can I ask you a question? No. Thank you. What I'm asking okay. you is, when you say the new version, was that the like Joey Styles and I were the announcers? Yeah. 
What was his name? Gavin Spears. I don't remember him. I mean, what, he wrestled on the show? Yes. He was on the <laughs> roster. Dude, I don't <laughs> See how well they did at promoting him? You don't even remember. You called his matches. I really don't. Well, disrespect yeah. to the guy. I don't remember. No, I don't. It, it, it's, it's not an indictment on him. It's an indictment on WWE at that oh point. My, God. my comment right but there. But that's a decade ago, so okay. Yeah, I know. My comment might have just kept me out of the Hall of Fame. Damn it. No. 2008, uh, 2009. Wait, hot news. Wait, I just got a text. Uh-oh, here we go. Taz has been replaced by Hillbilly Jim in the 2017 Hall of Fame. Sorry. Oh, there it is. There it goes. It was a matter of time. Grab them cakes. All right. You're, you're just a contender. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know Gavin Spears. I did not know. I did not know it was him. I'm a fan of Ty Dillinger, not Gavin I, Spears. I, I love the guy. And, you know, to me, you know, again, he gets let go by the company. And he, they don't bring him back. He has to go through the tryouts process at the Performance Center Ooh, wow. to get back in. Hmm. Which, to me, I, I felt at the time, and I wrote on the site at the time, I thought that was a little demeaning to the guy. But, he you know, he swallowed his pride. He went and he did it. And they brought him back just to kind of work with guys in the Performance Center and to get better. And over time, he built himself up as an asset in NXT. And just through his hard work, became a, uh, an asset to NXT. And now he's a regular television performer. And this past Saturday at, at TakeOver... That was like his breakthrough moment, uh, I think, on a national scale. And, you know, he that, that 10 thing is perfect for him. It, you know, he his work is great, There, you know, and he's got a personality that people want to get behind. So it's like you think about all those things I just said. How can you not hope that one day this guy's going to make it to the main roster and be at WrestleMania one day? Mm. There's just something about him. You, you know, you want to see him succeed because he's so good. And I, I, I love that match with Bobby Roode. Yeah. Oh, no, I did, I did too. The chemistry that Bobby Roode, I'm so happy for Bobby. I mean, this guy, he is so freaking over. I mean, with that gimmick, the glorious thing. Yep. Uh, the, the whole thing. I mean, really, uh, they really upped the entrance game at, at NXT. You know, what violin orgy, as I called it, with Nakamura. <laughs> it was just violins forever. It was all just setting the guys down. The girls are, da, 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 the violin, uh, Charlie Daniels, Jack Daniels, they're all there. It was crazy, right? And then and then, and then earlier we had the Glorious with the, with the uh, what do you call it, the choir. The choir. It's craziness. I, 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 and, then, I, and then even the uh, the Sea of the Masks for Oscar. I forgot about you know? that. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was like lot, head. Lots of, like Al Snow. Lots of sim- Al Snow. Yeah. Head. Head. All head, Al Snow head. head. All head. Head. Al Snow head. Al Snow head. Yeah, Violin orgy. What was, the hell? It was simple but creative. Yeah, simple but creative. Sorry. No, I love the show. I love the NXT show. I did. I loved it. I loved it. Listen, yes. you can't come on here, sir, ever again. Knocking WWE. Okay. No, no, no not, I don't mean I'm firing you. I'm saying you can't. I go, you can't come on here ever again. You're okay. No, I, you're so quick right. to leave the show. You're like, okay, I'm, thanks, Dad. No, you can't knock the WWE. Beach, please, you have to be positive about them. My new friends. Okay. Did I knock them? No, just I got to be careful because sometimes you can oh, knock okay. people. You're you're not like yeah. me. You're not all positive. You're you're negative sometimes. It, well, it, I have a question for you. Oh God, yes. When when you go in the Hall of Fame, can I induct you? No. You will not induct okay. me. I will have you banned from the building. Uh, no. What do you mean Again? no? It's not happening. Yes, it's not happening. I'm not going to the Hall of Fame, dude. I joke around. They're not putting me in the Hall of Fame. I, I think I one day they will. No, stop. Absolutely. Me. Come on. No, please, they don't want me. I'm, I'm not tall enough. I can't go in. You got to be tall. <laughs> you got to be tall. You, they want tall guys. I'm not tall enough. Oh, please. You kidding me? You yeah. Listen to your boots. I, I got to put lists on boots. There's guys that there's someone that wrestles there that's known for lifting his boots, but I'll leave that alone. Um, I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to leave it alone. You'll I, end up I, on a list. All right. <laughs> Blocked on Twitter. Oh my god, this guy's too much. <laughs>
Okay, Mike, look, I, I, that's, okay, hey, touche, my friend. Um, uh, do you have any plugs, Mike? I know that because I'm wrapping you up right now. I got to go to break. Uh, yes, do, do, I Hold on, slow down. I'll set you up here. Please, plug away, my friend. Go for it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Yeah, so you can check us out at pwinsider.com. You can check me out at Twitter at MikePWInsider, or you can check out the site at pwinsider.com. Thank you, Tom. And you can check us out in the Elite section by going to pwinsider.com for three days free. And this week on the High Spots Streaming Network, you can check out the first episode of Legends of Extreme, hosted and produced by yours truly. I'm out. Goodbye. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Stop the music. Don't leave the music playing. Hey, I have a question. How can anything be called Legends of Extreme when not all the legends were there? Because it's a rotating rotating panel of experts. Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) Interesting. All right. Perhaps one day you'll be on it if we ever get a budget. <laughs> yeah, well, you <laughs> no comment. All right, so all right, brother. Uh, uh, I'll never lie to you, Taz. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never lie to you. All right, Mike. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Good moment. Take care, brother. Be good. All right, so there you go, Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Johnson, good job on the PW Inside Report, Mike Johnson. Oh, the crowd is really hot tonight. Very blasting. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going to go to break here. On the side of break, we'll, uh, I'm going to take some phone calls. A lot of you guys are going to hold. I promise I'll get to you guys. And then uh, also Facebook Live at Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. We'll be doing that in the final segment of the show. Uh, we'll do Facebook Live. And that's going away soon. We're going to have our own gimmick here. I told you guys at TazShow.com. Facebook people, you're going to hate it soon, but you're going to love it. How about that? You're going to hate it, but you're going to love it because our new gimmick is better than Facebook Live. Maybe. All right, Tash Show, we'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Yep. Back here on the Tash Show, Tuesday edition, fourth quarter city right now. We're coming at you for the past hour and a half or so. I want to thank Mike Johnson. Came out with the PW Insider Report. That was nice. Thanks, nice, Mike. Great of him to grace us with his presence. I think that um, I'm pretty sure we're on Facebook Live right now at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. I've been talking about Raw. I really didn't get into deep on Raw. I talked a little bit about the uh, opening stuff on Raw and whatnot. And uh, tag team match. I got to get a little bit into that. Some other stuff on Raw. But I like, it's a busy show. A lot of people calling the show and... All that stuff. So I try to, I try to make everybody happy. It's hard. Very hard to make everybody happy. Can't appease everybody. You just can't. It's very, very hard to do. Very hard. Hey, uh, Aaron uh, from Michigan. You are on the Taz Show. Hey, Taz. What's up? Uh, I just wanted to say uh, much love to you and everyone that works behind the scenes at the Taz Show. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Um, you guys do a great job. I really love your show. Thanks, bro. Uh, Video Brian is a beast back there. He's the best, dude. He is underratedly good. I don't like him at all, but he's very good at what he does. <laughs> no, I'm joking. He's, he's the man. He's great. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that I watched the special, the network special last night, the ECW. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought they did. You guys all did a really good job on the show, all five of you guys. Thank you. And Corey was real good. He was. He uh, was. Yeah, he was. Uh, I... You know, I knew a lot of the stuff about you, but it's cool that they, like, got that out to the people who have the network that might not watch your show, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Like, not just me, but, like, Tommy did it and Bubba and all that stuff. Like, you know, we really... He was dealing with Paul every day was a lot back then. He was, you know, we didn't... <laughs> you know, like, we tell it all that. It wasn't like some fancy office building and, and all that stuff. And, right. like, a new, like a central spot. We were kind of spread out different parts of... of Tri-state, you know, New York area, you know what I mean? Right, and uh, 
I really liked the part where they where uh, they talked about Bubba because I didn't know any of that stuff that he uh, did all that work behind the scenes. Oh yeah, like yeah. counting tickets and all the work that he did. Yeah, Shane Douglas also Shane, but not Shane did mostly. I think he handled like depends like the Pittsburgh area the shows. He was a big time part of the promotion. He worked really hard, and there were times where Shane and Bubba worked together yeah. on stuff too. I think that needed to be pointed out. And it wasn't on a special, but there were like for some bigger pay views. I think it was in Florida. One of the shows, uh, a couple of shows, I should say, Shane and Bubba both worked together in regards to promotion and tickets. It was actually uh, uh, it probably should have been brought up on a special. And it wasn't, so I just want to give some props right now. You know. So that's the deal on that. Uh, but thank you uh, for calling, Aaron. I appreciate it. So uh, thanks for calling. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, we uh, – let me double-check here. I think we are. Are we up running on Facebook Live? Are you any problems or we're good? I don't know. Are we on Facebook Live? Yes, no, maybe so. I don't see it. We, we are up, Tess. Let me check it. Hold on. Yeah, I, well, I don't – how come I don't see it? Oh, I see it now. Oh, wow. Yeah, if we weren't, what am I going to do, right? I can do. There's nothing I can really do about it. That's the way it goes. So that's the deal. So uh, more into uh, Raw, as I was talking about it. I, I didn't see that first. I don't know what happened. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a Facebook guy, but uh, I guess i got to become one. It's, apparently, it's starting to get a little famous. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. I don't know. So, uh, so we talked a little about uh, everything, uh, the, the front end of it. Uh, I didn't get into talking about Cedric Alexander versus Davari. You know, uh, I really liked uh, the match, okay, uh, the cruiserweight deal here. I, I'm a big fan of Cedric Alexandra for sure. He took a crazy, uh, clumsy-type bump off the ropes, which was by design. Those are the things that guys get hurt on, but guys like him don't because he's so freaking athletic and he's so good in the ring that he's not getting hurt. <laughs> like when you do a bump that you're making look clumsy, like it look like an accident, but it's not, like that's hard to do what he did, like underratedly hard to do what he did physically. So... Davari, very good. You know, when he started cutting his promo in English, I was like, ooh, what are we doing? He's got the, the gimmick on his head, and, and then he started speaking, um, what's the language? Arabic? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I thought that was good. I, I, it started reminding me of, like, the old Iron Sheik. Don't say USA, you know, like, so, I, I, but that's okay, that, that, you know, and we, they were in Canada, which is kind of weird, but the, why would I say don't say USA in Canada? Same reason why I think Lana would say, uh, all you Americans, what the hell? <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, so <laughs> in Scotland, right? It's the second time she's done that, I think. So I, I, you know, I think she should run with it when that just say it all the time. Like that should be her gimmick. Like she just says that no matter where she is, you know, and like do it on purpose. I mean, it's, it's funny, you know, and she's that type of heel, you know. But anyway, um, it's good to see Cedric uh, win the match. He, I think he needed to win. I was happy to see that uh, for him. The uh, I gotta tell you what the Jericho promo with uh, Kevin Owens and stuff like that was very entertaining. They were really, really pushing to the end that they were breaking this this friendship thing up between Jericho and Kevin uh, because of the list and all this crap. And it was funny as hell. And then when they did the it's Roman Reigns uh, fault type thing, I gotta say it was very, very funny. Okay, it was very, very funny. That worked. So. Um, it was the timing of it was right, everything, and uh, uh, and I didn't count me down. I didn't expect it at all. You know what I mean? So it was uh, really good. But Seth Rollins came out. He got all serious on the stick on the mic and said he wants a title match tonight. I'm like ah, what are we doing here? They're gonna say that stuff. But then Mick came out, you know. And after they got into a little physicality, where Seth popped both heels, he punched both uh, Jericho and uh, and Owens, 
And uh, then Roman comes out, and then Boone is a you know whole Donnybrook gimmick going on. And then next thing you know, Mick comes out and announces Seth and Kevin Owens tonight, no DQ for the title. I'm like, okay, and they just they just upped the game here. That was well done. I mean, who didn't like that? That that was good stuff, straight up good stuff. So I really, really, uh, I really thought that was smart business, good business right there. They carried over into the uh, Rusev Enzo angle, which was a really good angle. They cut backstage when they pixelated the stuff with Enzo walking around nude, and then you know he bumps into, well, not physically, but he he sees uh, you know Lana, and Rusev gets pissed. I, I it's you know it was all, I, I, it's a simple story that works, and I'm gonna tell you this straight up right now about Enzo versus Rusev. The match went exactly how the match should have went. Okay, Rusev guzzling Enzo. I loved it. He beat him down and beat him up and beat him quick, and that's exactly what should have happened. Because, you know, he messed with someone's wife, ba ba ba, all that. And Rusev's this big giant killer where, you know, Enzo's not a big cat and he's the comedy guy, all that stuff. I loved it. I, 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 that helps Rusev. It also helps Enzo a little bit because he got to do all his mic work and all his shtick and all his dice clay stuff. So that's all fine and dandy. But I like from a physical standpoint that Rusev just ran right through him. I mean, that's basically how it should have been done. Seriously. I, 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 that was great. I mean, I, I was a fan of that for sure. Definitely. Um, it worked. You know, beat down Jones. You know what I'm saying? Beat down Jones. That works. So, uh, you know, and that's how, that's, that's, that's how a lot, not everything, but that's how stuff has to be done. Look at Ray Carter here on Facebook Live. Taz doesn't talk negative about Raw anymore. What a question mark. Hmm. Let's think about this. Sworn I covered this earlier. Okay, the WWE are my new friends. Okay, I'm not gonna knock them. Why would I do that? They're my friends. I love everything they do. You kidding me? I'm a sellout. Tell you a sellout. I'm never gonna knock WWE. Never. Hey Ray, pay attention to the show, son. Okay. I critiqued WWE a good chunk in the first half of the show. Instead of just maybe watching on Facebook, go back and watch. I mean, Rob, Viking Rob. There it is again. You, 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 you were here. Did I not critique WWE? I mean, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, what? you did. I mean, really? Like, what? Well, maybe he wasn't listening to the uh, first portion of today's well, program. They jump on Facebook Live. Of course, it's Freelance Jones on the video. And then it's like they speculate. Why don't you go back and listen to the past 90 minutes of what I talked about? And you know what? Just, what, what, what if you want Nuclear Jones and you want me to just come out here and just rip WWE, I'm not doing it. And I never did that. Not if I was... Did a special for FECW or not? I didn't just bury them or knock them for no reason. There were plenty of times I put them over. It's like, I, I mean, it's like you can't win. Ray Carter said, I will watch the AOD later when it's up. Sir, Ray, sir, sir, you will not watch AOD. You will listen to AOD. You watch VOD. A stands for audio. V stands for video. Okay, so you're welcome, Ray, and have a good day, sir. Stop speculating. Stop. Just stop speculating. Stop! Speculating. Damn it. <sighs> Douglas Davis Jr. Sellout Jones leads to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I gotta give him credit. Uh, and Tony Toraro. I always say his name wrong. Buy a hat. Oh, remember that guy? Buy a hat. That was funny. So anyway. Um, so back to uh, Raw. Got to give a little love to, you know, some of the jobbers on Facebook, you know what I mean? So, back to the uh, Raw. Yeah, uh, what else was it? Um, let me see here. So, let me see if I can find something I could just be negative on to make Ray happy. Just rip something. 
No, I'm not ripping that. No, I'm not putting that over. No, I'm not burying that. No, I'm joking. Uh, so Charlotte promo. Okay, Sasha came out. Oh, here's something that, that was a little disappointing to me. Okay. Okay, so Charlotte promo. Sasha comes out. They do their business and all this stuff. They go into a tag match. Sasha versus, uh, I'm sorry, Sasha and Bailey versus Charlotte and uh, Nia. Okay, Nia Jax. Okay. So uh, here, here's the problem. Okay, and Sasha wins the match. She made Charlotte tap in a tag match. Okay. I talked about after Survivor Series and what happened. So uh, the last two ladies standing for the female side, Raw wins. Charlotte and Bailey are the last two standing. Okay, and then we saw Charlotte attack, viciously attack Bailey. This was on Sunday. So I come out on the special and I talk about, hey, this is I love this business. It's a new angle. It looks like that's starting here. Charlotte versus Bailey. I love it. I'm in. This is great. The big heel champion in Charlotte, big athletic, tough girl against the smaller. You know, Babyface Jones, Bailey, who's the girl next door. Everybody loves Bailey. She's great. Yada, 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 yada. And I was just completely wrong. Yes. Okay, so because they went, they're not going down that road. They're going Sasha Charlotte, okay? I I did not like the fact at all that when Charlotte cut this promo, Sasha is the next person we see. I truly, in my heart of hearts, feel that was a mistake. I think you got to have Bailey come out red hot, attack Jones, straight forge ahead, right for Charlotte, and Charlotte needs to powder. Bailey needs to come out like a just a nut. I, I did not see anything like that whatsoever, unless I missed something. I did not see anything like that, like even backstage or nothing. You know, I just think that would have led that helps Bailey get over more because now. You're not letting her, you know, get a receipt or show her anger. You're putting her in a tag match situation. She was the last one out, Taz, of the four yeah, girls. Yeah, I know. And the announcers told the right story. They did about what happened. They, the announcers referenced the attack by Charlotte a whole bunch. They might even had a B-roll or, or a package. I can't recall. But I know it was not ignored. I'm not saying WWE ignored it. They did the right thing by bringing it forward. But from a physical standpoint, I just don't agree with that. I think you have to have... You have to have Bailey gun straight forge ahead for Charlotte to try to attack Charlotte. And if it's in a tag match, fine. Let her something. Let her go right for it and let the ref or Sasha say, wait, calm down. Don't, don't get excited. Let, let's get our head together. I know you want to destroy her. Bailey didn't show that. I'm not blaming her. I don't know if it was the agents or if it was just creative. I don't know who it was. I just would have done this different. Okay? That's 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 me. I don't agree with it. Sasha won the match, and I'm a fan of Sasha. I love I love all four of these girls here. I think they're all awesome. Okay, they made Nia into a killer, which she is a killer. She was a killer at the at Survivor Series, you know. But I don't agree with having. I guess Bailey is just a sacrificial lamb because Bailey, you know, she goes to the final final, wins with you know Charlotte for her team for Raw, and then she gets attacked, and that's a sacrificial lamb because you don't you're not going anywhere else with the story. So I didn't agree with that. I, I just didn't. Um, Perkins, Swan, Dar. I did not see this match uh, um, at all. Uh, did you see the match? Yeah, it was awesome. They uh, TJ's really athletic in the ring. He's great. No, Some he's of awesome. the spots that he does, I mean, amazing. And uh, Swan landed a kick, and uh, and got the win. So mm-hmm. now the ramifications are. Got it. Yep. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So hey, it was interesting, by the way. Uh, during the special. Um, I couldn't help but notice that Dennis Jones uh, was behind the glass. He was, yes. Dennis Jones was there, and mm-hmm. my friend Joe uh, was there. Yes, he was. But Dennis Jones... Timber! Those remember, he was Lumberjack Jones. He, he had the Lumberjack shirt on. And I went up to him, and I said two things uh, off air. I said, sir, why are you not wearing a flannel? 
And I said, why are you not keeping the gimmick strong? He goes, hey, I know I effed up. Potty Mount Jones. I said, okay. And uh, I said to him, why are you not attacking uh, the Viking? Why are you not attacking Rob? Because, well, Taz, I, I don't really hate Rob. I said, what do you need to? But if he seems like he likes you, like, and you like him, right? We're both very, very nice people in, in, uh, in person to one another. Very no, one, no one cares. Very cordial, Taz. No one cares. Yes. That's great. Well, you know what? I don't like that, okay? No. I don't like the cordial thing. I don't believe in it. I think it's fake. Okay, cordial means fake. Cordial means fabrication Jones. Mm. Okay, I believe in <laughs> straight at you. Have I mentioned that the WWE is great and I love them? They're my friends. Fabricating Jones. No. So, so anyway, so uh, the main event came at us. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins for the universal title. And uh, you know what, man? I, they had the thing where, you know, Jericho was banned from ringside. Uh, who else was banned? Roman Reigns, right? Was banned yes, from ringside? Yes, both of them were ran, uh, right, banned. Right, yep. Banned from ringside. Okay, and that's great hook, booking, the whole thing. No disqualification, false kind of where they were fighting around the building. We saw Seth Rollins do an awesome dive. Uh, was great out of the audience. Really cool stuff. I, I'm a fan. WWE doesn't do this much. They did false count anywhere. They, I guess they want to be careful of lawsuits and fighting amongst the audience. They actually did a little bit of a running spot in the audience of the outway. Um, I, I, was, I was happily surprised they did this. When Seth Rollins, okay, so I'm just working me a little bit here. He throws Kevin Owens back over the guardrail into the ringside area. And then Seth Rollins stands on top of the guardrail. He's going to do like a dive or something back into the ringside area. And he was there for a, just time like a half second. And I'm looking at his feet. And my instincts, like I look at the audience. Because I remember sitting there with that angle as a color commentator for so many years. And keeping an eye on if someone tries to knock one of the boys off there or something. Like fan interaction. And I would, you know. You didn't see it on camera. There was one or two times where I got up and did what I had to do before security got there to keep an eye on the boys, right? And I'm watching. I'm like, I just feel like someone's going to – my instincts just took over. I don't want to put myself over. I'm being sincere here. It was really strange. But my instincts were telling me uh, that someone – I feel like someone's going to grab this guy's ankles. I hope security's nearby. And it was someone. It was a guy in a mask. It was Chris Jericho. I'm like, what the heck? So I knew that someone was going to grab him. I just felt it. I was right. It was weird that like I was like clairvoyant, I guess. It was like I had ESPN or something. It was, it was crazy. You know, like I just felt it. I just felt it. It was there. My instincts are just amazing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, just, it's just unbelievable. I don't give a damn! But anyway, uh, so it ends up being a guy in a mask. So right away, I'm thinking, okay, it's definitely Chris. And sure enough, they ripped the mask off. I like that they ripped the mask off. They had you know Seth inadvertently rip it off and do it quick. So we see it was Chris. Um, you know, I think it's a little fugazi booking. I thought they would keep Chris outside the guardrail. He ended up coming in the guardrail area. So now, you know, Kevin retains because... Kevin capitalized off of that and ends up getting the win on Seth in the ring to retain his title. Uh, you know, obviously, it's, it seems to me, obviously, they're going to go somewhere where there could be a suspension or something's going to happen where Mick is going to get pissed off here and, and get all over uh, or Mick and or Steph and get all over Kevin Owens and uh, Jericho for this kind of tomfoolery and shenanigans and all this stuff. So uh, there's definitely something there for that. I, you know, I, I don't agree with when you say you're, you're gonna they're banned from ringside that you should be banned um i think this is great for the universal title i think it's great for kevin owens he needs a legitimate win against someone like seth rollins this is a singles win 
I understand the, the, the relationship on air of Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. I get it. They're putting money into it. I just think they, they really, I've been saying this for a long time, they got to have the separation, in my opinion, between Kevin and Chris. I think Kevin could beat Seth Rollins without help. That That's how, I don't mean that disrespectful to Seth. I, I came off the wrong way. What I'm saying is I don't think in character Kevin Owens, he should cheat. He's a heel. I agree with the cheating part. I just don't think it should have been involving Chris to that level that he came over the guardrail. Maybe something else in the crowd. Maybe Chris is dressed as a fan. He hits, you know, Rollins with something heavy away from the ring area. And then, here I'm just booking on the fly here. And then Kevin Owens grabs him rapidly, sense of urgency, throws him over the guardrail, you know, and, and throws, meaning Seth, throws him in the ring and then hits a big spot. Boom, 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 one, two, three, quick. And then gets out of there. I think that would have put more heat on Kevin Owens, the champion, instead of having Chris come over the guardrail like he did. I think that little bit of a nuance they should have did away with. That's my opinion. Um, and the other thing in the show that that bothered me a little bit was uh, I don't I don't think I talked about it. I kind of I think I just blew right by it accidentally. Was um, the stuff with uh, you know Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn, where basically Mick Foley put. Sammy in this spot and it felt like and this is what I talked about like where they're having the, the people that are in charge on, in character you know the the Shane McMahon's or the the um you know uh the Brian uh Dance almost called him uh, Daniel Bryan you know uh you know Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley these characters these these on-screen bosses they at times it's like and they do sort of stuff like with Sammy it's like they're doing mean things to like the good guys like it's just weird, you know, and I don't agree with it. I don't think Mick should have punished. Look, Sammy tried to win. The character Sammy tried to win for the IC title at the pay-per-view. It didn't happen. So they addressed it. And it's like, now there's ramifications. Now we're going to punish you. Here's a little different slant on it for the WWE, okay? So here's the slant, okay? I, why does Sammy have to panic that he's going to face Braun Strowman. Like, why couldn't the character in Sami Zayn say, I, 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 I'm I, looking forward to this opportunity because I could take this big son of a bitch down. You see what I'm saying? Didn't a few weeks ago Strowman was in the ring and said, I want real competition, and then Sami yes. came out? Yes, 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 yes. What I'm saying is I, I, I understand they're trying to – I know the answer to my own question, right? I understand they're trying to build Strowman, and they're doing a good job, as a killing monster huge machine. I got it. I understand it. I think that it helps Mick Foley as a babyface leader and boss not to f- come off like he's punishing Sammy for losing. God, no one, that's like, that's a real heel move as a GM. Like, I, I would rather see Stephanie do that to him. Because Stephanie ripped him in the past, the character Stephanie, called him a cab driver, said he's, I'm sick of your scar stuff and all that stuff. Then have Stephanie be the one that's going to punish him. Keep it in character. That's my only thing that really, that and the Bailey stuff are the two things that really jumped out to me. I didn't like on Raw to be negative for a sec. You know, uh, that's all keep me out of Hall of Fame, by the way. I'm done. Yeah, go watch the WWE Network because they're going to edit me right out of that thing. Are you, oh, are, oh, yeah. you one and done Jones now? No, I'm, that... I'm meddling. I'm meddling out of the ACW special. They're editing me out right now. They're editing me out. Get them out right now. Will you stop? Oh, yeah. That, oh, it's out. It's done. It's over. I had an overrun. Two days. Done. It's over. That's it. Story of my life. So. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? That's what happens. You know, but anyway, uh, I, I just think that they got to really, uh, you know, you got to 
just be careful with a guy like Mick. People love Mick. And it was like, okay, Mick, why are you doing that to Sammy? Okay, we saw Mick come out later and stop the carnage, and Sammy sold it great, and it was a violent beatdown by Braun. I got all that. I like that Mick came out, but it wouldn't have been better, guys, if Stephanie would have been the one to put Sammy in that match and punish Sammy. Sammy say, no problem, Steph. I'll deal with anything you put in front of me, and I'll deal with Braun. He goes out there, Sammy. He gets his ass whooped. And now Mick comes out just like they did and says, you know what? Stop it. Stop. The match is over. Stop. That would have worked better in my opinion. You know what I mean? So it's like, again, that's armchair quarterbacking, but hey, that's what I do. So so there you go. Look, everybody on Facebook Live, I love all the hearts, the thumbs up. That means you love me. It's very important that you love me. You have to keep loving me. You know that. You have to. You have to. I need it for my insecurities. I need it. That's the positive thing for me. So Stephanie Faber on Facebook Live said Taz will be calling VKM begging for forgiveness. Yes. It's pretty funny, actually. It's a pretty good line. Okay. So that's actually funny. Please, I was just joking. I didn't mean it. I heard you, pal. I heard you. You're out. You're done. Come on. I just got in. No, you're out. Okay. I got no more use for this guy. That's what happens. That's the story of my life. Oh, we're running late, Jones. There we go. I tried to end up time. Can't happen. Is there anything from SmackDown tonight that uh, you're looking forward to seeing? What do you mean, no? I don't know. Why are you asking me questions? I, 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 got, I got things to do. I got to go. I, I'll answer it quickly. Um, is there anything from SmackDown? Uh, let me take a peek at real quick at the SmackDown preview for you, Jobbers. Because now we're going fifth quarter Jones here. All right, so you got Fallout from the AJ Styles Dean Ambrose. Okay, I'm interested in that. That I'd like to see. Tag Team Tournament determined number one contender for the belts. Okay, I like that. I, American Alpha, I think they're going all the way with this. I don't think that Rhino and um, and I Got Kids is going to last. I, I think that's done. That ship has sailed, in my opinion. And no disrespect to those boys, but I'm just saying, I think that they're going to go American Alpha Jones. I just feel like that. Only because uh, Jason Jordan, he got pinned the other He got did the job in that match. Was he out? Was he the last guy? I can't remember what happened. I know he. I was surprised. And what match? What the hell was that? Oh, was it the? the it was the uh, tag team match, Survivor Series. He was one of the last. The last, but he got pinned. No, he, he he basically went in the ring and got pinned. And, yeah, and that, yeah. And, and that was it. He. So to yeah. me, in my opinion, that's a test a little bit to see his attitude and their attitude, maybe to see. And then there could be better things coming for them. So I could. I, I don't even know. It was in the damn. I, if I had a piece of paper with all the combatants on it, I would definitely be able to. They have not announced it yet. Oh, that's please don't make excuses. What are you making excuses for? They have not announced it yet, sir. I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Anyway, uh, I'm going to say that I think American Alpha is probably going to win the thing. They're going to be a tag team tournament number one. So this tournament's going to happen tonight? Is that what they're saying? Yes, I believe it's six teams. So I don't know how they're going to do it. It's not an even, it's not, well, it's an even number, but it's not yeah. two, four, eight. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be cool. Uh, what happens to James Ellsworth? So we'll see. That's interesting because we saw him get basically killed through, by Braun through a table on Sunday. Does Baron Corbin face punishment for attacking Kalisto? Yeah, that I'm looking forward to. Again, that Kalisto thing shocked me. I thought he definitely was winning that, that, that Cruiserweight title. So. And I'm a big fan of DeCorbin, so we'll see what they do here. Will Alexa Bliss finally get another shot at the title? She should. And when they say it like that, that means she will. I don't think they should take it off Becky. She just works for me as the champ. I think it works. Uh, what becomes of the Wyatt family slash the Randy Orton? All right, we'll see. 
And does anyone have to answer to The Undertaker? Aha. So we heard Mike Johnson say earlier, he acted like it was a prediction, but he's actually breaking some news that he heard scuttlebutt. I hate that he did that. He actually heard scuttlebutt. He got information, insider trading information, as he put it, which is funny. And then he made it like it was his prediction. Uh, AJ is going to be in some sort of an angle, it seems like, with Undertaker, according to the Johnson, the Mike Johnson. Yes. <sighs> so, um, you know. We'll see what happens. So, to answer your question, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to a few things, uh, to be honest with you, on uh, on SmackDown. Uh, real quick, I'm going to take a couple calls, and i got to wrap the show up, to be honest with you guys. Hey, Chris in Australia, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, man? Hi, Taz. How's it going? Good, Chris. Talk to me, buddy. What's up? Um, I, I did have a question just regarding Cesaro. Go for it. He, uh... He he put a tweet out after Raw tonight, and he just said that I'm tired of it. And really? I was wondering if, um, obviously, you know, you you haven't heard about it yet. No, I haven't. To be honest thought, with you, no. Have you thought it was like a booking thing? Oh, uh, like, he put. When did he? You said he put this out last night after his match. Yeah, well, it was ten hours ago. So I'm looking at it right now, dude. Yeah, you're right. It's still on there. It says eleven hours ago. Oh, wow, got like over 2,000 uh, favorites and over 1,000 uh, retweets. That's a lot. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, uh, uh, you know, that, that, yeah, that could be a lot to take in. It is. It's, it's, you know, it's tough to speculate if he's working or not. I mean, if he's working, it doesn't really fit in a story. It doesn't fit if he's working. Like Daniel Bryan has said in the past that, you know, he wanted to go to SmackDown and stuff, so. Right, no, 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 I hear you on that. And thank you for calling. I appreciate it, buddy, from Australia, uh, Chris. But I'm just saying, like, it doesn't, If I don't know if this is in storyline because he's in a tag team with, you know, Sheamus, which I was just saying earlier, well, maybe, they, uh, maybe they're going the route of these two guys winning this thing right before New Day beats the demolition gimmick. But, um, hmm. Interesting. I did not know. I appreciate you telling me about that tweet. I can't find everything. I mean, I'm one man out here, and there's a lot going on on social media, so it's kind of hard to <laughs> see everything. But that's interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, hey, uh, Yazir, Yassir, how you doing uh, in Queens? You're on the Taz Show. Hey, hey, Taz. How's it going? Good, buddy. Talk to me quick. i got to wrap up, so be fast. I have, I have um, two questions. Uh, one, do you think wrestling um, is built to last? Yes. And, yes, I do. And, uh, of course, yes. And um, I, I mean, at the level that it is, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and, it is. Because I look at all the people going to events, and and now all these different uh, stuff online where you can watch wrestling. The popularity of independent wrestling, the grassroots of the business, absolutely. Yep. Okay, and um, uh, that thing with uh, Goldberg, like, I just, I don't, I, I didn't like that that whole setup. I felt like that was. Do Do you think that um. If I if I was to book it, I'd have Brock Lesnar like beat him eight times in a sixty minute Iron Man. Hmm. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think that's good business or good money. Thank you, Yosia, for calling to beat him in an eight in an Iron Man like that. I I think the way they're going could be kind of cool. I don't think they should have did the ninety second thing, but I think there's reasons why they did it. And I talked about this on my special on Sunday night. I think they wanted to do exactly what they accomplished: shock and awe, and that was the main thing they did: shock and awe. And it's not going to hurt the credibility of Brock Lesnar, let's be honest. Okay, that, that's the key. When you're going to beat someone, if you're concerned about his character or her character, the first thing you worry about is the credibility. 
will this hurt this person's credibility? That's what you think as a booking unit, team, boss, whatever. And, you know, with Brock, no, this doesn't hurt his credibility. This only helps him. This motivates his character to come back pissed off. You know what I'm saying? I find it interesting that people that are calling the show today don't like the finish of the, the thing that happened with Brock and Goldberg and Survivor Series. But yet, the show I did, the live special on CBS Sports Radio on Sunday night, a plethora of people called and actually liked the finish. I'm not knocking anyone. I just find that interesting. That it's like two totally different types of feels from uh, the audience uh, from Sunday night to today. Uh, maybe because maybe because Brock wasn't there last night. I don't know. Uh, Joseph Sias uh, on Facebook Live says they booked Brock and Goldberg right. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it could be. I mean, it depends what they do. I mean, it's definitely something's going to go down at the Royal Rumble. I'm intrigued for Royal Rumble. If we don't see Brock at all until Royal Rumble, that's not a bad thing. Look, everybody's wondering about Triple H. If people thought last night Triple H is going to run out and, and, and do something with Cesaro. I'm sorry, with, uh, with um, you know Kevin Owens and uh, Seth Rollins. We didn't see Triple H. But my point is, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe we don't see Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman uh, until the Royal Rumble. And here comes receipt time. You know, and then, and, 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 you know, we get, like I said earlier, if you guys didn't hear at the beginning of the show, you see Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry, you see Goldberg. He, go, he comes down to the Royal Rumble almost to the final gimmick. Here comes Lesnar. And he eliminates himself and Goldberg, or just attacks Goldberg from the audience and hurts him that he can't compete anymore, something. It's coming, and it's going to make us all want to watch, you know, uh, Survivor, I'm sorry, uh, the Royal Rumble. Larry Hellerick said, Happy Thanksgiving, Taz and Robbie. Uh, thank you uh, very much, Larry, and Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I will say Happy Thanksgiving tomorrow, because I'm doing a show tomorrow, and then I'm off until Monday. So I will say happy Thanksgiving to everyone nonstop tomorrow. And speak of tomorrow, I'm done today. And there will be a Thanksgiving version of the show tomorrow. What does that mean? The show will be exactly the same way it is today. No one cares. That's what's going to happen tomorrow. And on that note, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show or watching the show. I appreciate it. I also would like to thank Mike Johnson for coming out with the PW Insider Report. Gave a little fifth quarter city here, went a little late. Do they pay me overtime? No, they don't. But I'm a giving guy. It's the holiday season. I give I give CBS free content all the time. That's what I do all the time. Will you stop? I digress. Anyway, like I said, uh, I would also uh, like to say goodbye to everyone. So for everybody here at the Taz Show, hope you guys enjoyed it. Check out the VOD later on and the uh, audio on demand will drop in a little while. You'll get all today at TazShow.com. Everybody here at the Taz Show, I am Taz. You are not. Have a good one. Be at you tomorrow. See you guys. It's all right, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal Play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now 
I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So going for another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay Back since I was shooting hoops, new issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and screens.